Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And welcome to the Destiny Show Podcast. I am your host, Cornholio, and tonight we're live with an amazing artist in the Destiny community who is responsible for some of the coolest fan art in Destiny. He recreated characters like Eris Morn, Oryx, Hunters and Warlocks. He's a Hunter main, Twitch streamer, YouTuber, and Destiny community artist. None other than Cobb One Art from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Thank you so, so much for joining us, my friend. Wow. That is probably the best intro I've ever had. And I was almost <laughs> expecting like a backtrack, like, like, but thank you. Thank you guys so much for having me. I appreciate it. I'm super excited. Thank you for joining us. You know, every time I see your art on Twitter, I always have to look at it and I'm like, this is so freaking cool. Like, I have to, like, buy this. You you just have the coolest freaking art in the community. I think you and a few other artists. Mon- so Brian Marcus. You're oh, amazing. Yeah, it's so, so awesome. The art that you yeah, create. There's so many. And we're going to put you on the hot seat tonight. We're going to learn much more about you, how you got started, what you do, And we're going to get your thoughts on the current state of destiny. And Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about the future. You know about the future. And we're going to talk about some destiny news straight out from Bungie headquarters earlier today. We have a fresh new this week at Bungie. We have a new Hawkmoon quest to talk about. We're going to talk about some seasonal changes, umbral engrams, and so much more. Guardians, it's Thursday night. Thank you so much for joining us. And let's get the show on the road. So we have another returning special guest host, Lady Lucida. Thank you so much for joining us. Welcome back. She is the strange female voice that you may be hearing in the background right now. Welcome. Yes, that's me. (laughs) Hi. How you been? Welcome back. (laughs) um yeah i've been good i've been good working a lot on super fancy expensive code for nasa and uh, sounds exciting it is it's really exciting i've had a lot of fun i'm running documentation now for it which is the kind of boring part but it it needs to be done so then other people can know how to use it so it all works out it's such a pleasure to have you back to talk about destiny 2 in 2021 we have so much to dive into and of course we also have my co-host shadow price how's it going tonight 
It's going pretty good. Uh, feeling a lot better this week, thankfully. Um, just got over that 24-hour bug, unfortunately. Just, you know, decided to rear its ugly head during that time. But I've been, uh, you know, jumping in playing Destiny 2, um, doing some raids, some uh, Deep Stone Crypt. Ran the Harbinger mission, too, and it's actually really cool. Really challenging. Definitely uh, going to be tough to solo, but, you know. I was just about to ask if you could solo it. It, well, I've it's part it already. Of, it's part of a triumph. Um, you need to wow. do it. Yeah, you need to. I hear Arbalest, it. right? Yes, Arbalest is what I used. Pretty much, I used Arbalest, and then I used an Arcan cannon. Oh, okay. What's the light level? Twelve seventy. Yeah, I was twelve seventy. I was a Titan. Spicy. When I did it, okay. It, it's, Titan with bubble. It's harder than the raid. <laughs> like I feel like oh, yeah. the enemies I'm so are mad because when I did it, yeah. I only died once. Ugh, I got sniped but by a vandal. It reminds me of zero hour, like in a yeah. way, because of the jumping and everything that yeah. you do. Cornholio's favorite, you know. But <laughs> um, I can't wait. I just can't wait. It's gonna be exciting. But it's um be a good time. Yeah, it's just you know, just been jumping in, playing Destiny, playing playing Final Fantasy VII Remake, also Ooh, trying nice. to push through that. I want to get through that all the way because that that's a very fun game. I love Final Fantasy VII and love what they've done with the remake, like the music. It it's just it's a, it's a yeah. It's a it really time. is amazing. I started it, but I kind of drifted out of it. I think a new game came out, but I played the original yeah. through and through, up and down through my strat guide. I did everything, got everything. So that one has a special place in my heart. Yeah, yeah. The story is amazing in that game. I love so that the, the Final Fantasy just keeps going, though. That's what's so funny. Like, <laughs> Final it, Fantasy I know. It, it, o- Whoa. Ox- oxymoron, right? Final yeah, Fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> the so, yeah, just Final Fantasy. Yeah. Been doing that and, you know, just uh, been, uh, you know, that's how I've been passing the time. Very cool. Yeah, and uh, I've been working a lot. Uh doing the new raid um i am trying to get the eyes of tomorrow still i don't even know how many times i've done it but i'm still Welcome trying to the club. so yep that's the story of my life trying to get a eyes of tomorrow and i'm gonna have to do this new mission not solo i'm not doing this solo not with the jumping puzzles no thank you um but i will probably tackle it this weekend and make sure to check that out and uh yeah there's some some news going on with the in the world of video games just today we have a new resident evil village game that just got announced earlier today did you guys uh see that or are you interested in picking that up i'm definitely interested i'm interested i do like resident evil um i uh i think i'm more interested in this one than i was the the one before the seven um I'm more interested in this one. It looks the setting looks cooler. Everything just looks like everything looks better in it to me. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I love the remakes, I love Resident Evil 2 remake. I think that game is amazing what they did with that. Um, but uh yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah, I, I still have to play was that. Incredible. Like it mm-hmm. it was really amazing. I, I have the PSVR, but I can't bring myself to Oh my god. I started I, playing oh, it in no. VR. Yeah, I probably kick scary. a hole through my TV or something. Like <laughs> I lasted ten minutes and my excuse was I almost ran over the dog. Dude, <laughs> the, the chick on the ceiling part, 
I, I think I would use the bathroom on myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a pretty creepy experience. Uh, no, definitely not for the faint of heart. But uh, Resident Evil Village will be coming out in May yeah. of 2021. So not much longer to wait for that. And if you're still trying to get a PlayStation 5, there are quite a few retailers that are today. stocking. There was three of them the, uh, that had them today. It was Best Buy, Best GameStop, Buy, GameStop, and Target. Mm-hmm. All three. Like I think had, Amazon um, also had some. Oh, very, paper. very, very briefly. Yes. Anybody get lucky? Anyone in chat? Anybody? Yeah. So okay. if you're still trying to get a PlayStation 5, now may be a good time to start looking and seeing. Maybe you can pick one up without having to resort to eBay. And yeah. Hitman 3 is out. Oh, now, shit, I am not damn. a big Hitman fan, Same. but the reviews were really, really good for this game. I hear yeah, those games like are it. good, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my little brother plays those games. He always thinks they're fun. I might have to buy that for him. I don't know. Is one of them on Game Pass? Like Hitman 2, I think, is on yes. Game Pass. Or something, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I'll have to check one of them out sometime. May have to check that out, but uh, we'll see. I'm still trying to now play through The Last of Us Part 2. That game is great, insanely cool. Let me ask you that question. Did you beat Last of Us 1 first? No. Oh, what? my God. You got to beat not, the first one. Is it, is it optimized on the PlayStation 5? That's my question. Sure it is. Well, I mean, up, it's 60 frames. Is it really? Okay. Well, yeah. No, I don't, I don't know. Okay. I, I don't know. I don't know if it's upscale, but I know I know it's 60 frames. I know that. But yeah, I mean, I mean, even if it's like 1080p 60, I will live with that. I can do I can deal. Part but. two and uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Those are my favorite games of 2020, I think. Yeah, I started Ghosts. I got to get back to it. Um, I platinum that one. I only platinum the games. I'm really, really digging. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a beautiful game. Like, it is. It's amazing what they did with that game. You feel like such a badass. No other game has captured that for me. Where like you're just blocking and slashing and all this, and before you know it, there's like ten dudes on the ground around you, and you're like wiping blood off your sword. It's like the foliage too. Like it's like mm-hmm. all that the red and tint and the yeah, yellow the tint and just, is just incredible. Yeah, it's really cool. Mm-hmm. So, Guardians. Enough about video games. We're here to talk to Cobb, get to know him, get to learn about his journey in the Destiny community. Cobb, we're gonna put you on the hot seat for our discussion with the Guardians. So right. I hope you're ready. Ready. All right, let's do this. So the first question we have for you is, how'd you get your name? My name? Uh, so about 2005, um, I moved to Albuquerque in 2003. And about 05, I decided to take up uh, aerosol graffiti spray painting. I've always been into hip hop and like a fan of the art. Um, but growing up in North Carolina, I never really was um, around it much. And when I moved to Albuquerque, uh, my newfound cousin was all into it and he would take me around. So I started doing graffiti murals and stuff. And when I was picking my name, um, my initials are KB. So in graffiti, oftentimes the O is replaced with the little character head. So I decided I wanted to paint 
something with an O, like a lot of character heads. So I just was like, well, what if I put my initials around an O and just call it Cobb? <laughs> and it's just as simple as that. I started painting graffiti as Cobb 1. Do they still call that tagging? Um, I mean, my my signature is kind of a tag. It's my tag. Like if I was out, and and that's the thing, I never did illegal stuff, so maybe I'm not you know, cool guy in some graffiti people's eyes, but um, my signature is mainly like my tag. Like if I went writing that on walls or whatever, it, it that would be my tag. And then like a big piece would be like a graffiti piece. And then like those mm-hmm. quick bubble letters you see is like a throw up, like a quick throwy. They do them real fast. So yeah, basically my initials around an O because I always wanted to paint a character from my O. So if you Google any of my Cobborn graffiti, like you'll see all the O's I ever painted, whether it was just Cobb or Cobb one, both O's are always a character. So. So what would you say is like the longest graffiti that took you to create? Um, What was it? They all take quite a while. And especially myself, I'll go paint with guys or I used to go paint with guys that an hour or two, and they had this giant 20 foot long, just huge thing but I'm more meticulous like with my lines and it's kind of like my art. I just like the cleanliness. So even in my graffiti, I always wanted really clean lines, you know, like it looked like a big sticker was just stuck on a wall. Um, so that's kind of, kind of how it did. So. And how'd you get into art in general? Um, honestly, I, I tell everybody I was just born to be an artist like literally my earliest memories are just wanting to do art draw dinosaurs skulls ninjas airplanes whatever every time i saw a blank piece of paper and had a pen or pencil it was just a super excitement like deep down and i still get that now like when i'm inspired to do something did you ever draw ninja turtles did you have a phase oh yeah um i do uh so i do sketch cards official sketch cards for tops um, mostly Star right. Wars, but I've done a couple separate sets, The Walking Dead, and then I did a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle set. Oh, that's cool. So if you actually go to, <clears throat> if you go to Instagram and go to the hashtag search and do a hashtag uh, Cobb Tops all together, K-O-B-T-O-P-P-S, it'll show you all the sets because I always hashtag <clears throat> my sets when I post them with that. So you can actually look at all that, but you can go back and check out the turtles too. Cool. That's awesome, man. That's that's pretty amazing. Wow. Yeah, I just posted a triple um, Mandalorian piece. Uh, One of my buddies buys my artist proof returns. For every 10 sketches I submit, I get one in return that I can just do whatever with. So my buddy actually collects them and he um, he pays for them and, you know, commissions them. So that was a three card puzzle of Mandalorian. Turned out pretty cool, though. Awesome. So yeah. Can you purchase these in stores or are they um these, to buy? these cards they have a they have a bunch of artists that kind of work for tops and um you can pick thirty-five is or thirty is the minimum and that equates to like thirty-five once you get your bonus cards and all that. But um, you can do like 30 to 100, and I think you can do more if you have special whatever, but I, I just do the minimum. I don't have time. So basically you submit them, and then Lucasfilm has to approve them, 
and then they take the cards um and you even have to submit your APs that you're going to get back because they still have to get those officially approved. And then they mail you back your APs, but then they take the other ones and they don't replicate them or anything. They're originals. So they take these one-for-one original oh, wow. card sketches and insert them into random packs that go into hobby boxes, and then those go around the world. So when a new set comes out, I always, like, Google my name on eBay, you know, and see... Kind of cool to see them pop up and always look where they're at. You know, it's China or Canada. I mean, they're all over. Nice. That's pretty awesome. Wow. I did not know that. That's amazing. It's fun. It's fun. Sometimes it's a bit of a challenge to get it done in time because of, you know, I still work a day job. So... So how'd you get started in the Destiny community? Um, let's see. How did I get started? In, um, well, I was inspired just to draw Destiny. Um, I think I was on a trip to Hawaii, and I was on an airplane, and I had a picture of a warlock I had downloaded. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to draw this guy. And uh, that was the first one I ever drew. And on that whole trip, I think I ended up doing two or three pieces. And when I got back, I showed some friends at work who also played the game. They were in my clan with me. And one of my buddies was huge into Reddit. And uh, me, myself, I knew about it, but I just never went to it or whatnot. And he convinced me to post it on the Destiny subreddit. And he was like, dude, people will eat this up. You need to post it. And I was like, okay. So I did. (laughs) Excuse me. I did. And... uh, it just took off like upvoted front page people loved it and that in itself inspired me i was like i gotta do more of this destiny art you know and i loved it it was just there's so much in destiny to draw and draw inspire uh inspiration from um so yeah i just kept doing it and then it became like an every friday thing i was posting on reddit and uh and yeah, it just took off, follows everything. And um, that was in October of 2014. So that was like one month after D1 started. <laughs> and I, I've been playing since the beta. So, okay. Beta boys. Beta, beta boys. boys. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. So you got in pretty early on. Yeah. I mean, Honestly, I was one of the only people I ever saw doing Destiny art when it first, 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 first kicked off. And uh, Monkus, his stuff, he was doing more of the chibi-style stuff. And then we started messaging each other like fans of our art and stuff. And as we know, he does really amazing, beautiful stuff, you know, today. But, yeah, so um, just met a lot of people in the community. The community is wonderful. We have so many incredible artists now. I mean, it's... Poor Bungie having to pick, you know, like two or three to post, you know. I just did a new um, piece recently, the Banshee piece, and I was, you know, hoping like maybe I can get a retweet, get the new artist emblem, because I came out with a new one from the new season, and I have the others, but not that one. So, no go. Yeah, and your art is definitely well-deserving of the recognition from Bungie. So uh, we're going to be looking out for that on Twitter. And uh, so now do you sell your art or do you? Um, Yeah, I I take commissions. I do originals. Um, 
do a lot of digital pieces. Um, I have an Etsy with a lot of my old pen and ink pieces uh, as prints. I think I have it on pause on vacation right now. Um, but I'm going to update it with a lot of my more recent digital pieces soon. Um, but yeah, uh, online I have a Redbubble store, lots of arts, prints, uh, excuse me, shirts. Um, you can get a bath mat if you're into that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, art's available on a lot of stuff. I have a main link on my Instagram bio, and that takes you to all the links, even my old music um, that I used to do. And you mentioned that you were also pretty big into music. Um, what kind of music do you create? Um, that all started probably back in 98. I got my first uh, sampler, um, little production uh, box, basically, ASRX Pro. And um, it was mainly hip-hop. A lot of my friends were getting into that. I was actually big into rhyming, um, which is kind of funny. And then I got tired of buying instrumental um, uh, tape and CD singles just to get the, like, beat on the B-side. So I started digging into, like, how a beat is made and made my first purchase. And, gosh, for years and years and years, made beats and wanted to be a producer. And <clears throat> so... About 18, 19 good solid years of just nonstop. So when uh, when Destiny kind of took off, the art for Destiny is really, I had to kind of make a decision. You know, I just, it was hard to invest everything into my art and still do the music too, you know. So the music love is always there and I definitely want to get back into it. But right now it's just art. Yeah, you would say art was probably that one passion that you wanted to yeah pursuing and i've been an artist like i said my whole life going back to kindergarten getting in trouble drawing all over stuff and uh but you know the older you get life takes over you have a day job I, you know i just didn't do much art anymore i still drew here and there did projects at work because my my profession is graphic design illustration multimedia 3d all that but um you know, I just didn't do it every day. And when I started getting inspired to do the destiny art, that just like uh, exploded. I, like I've done, I tell people I've done more art since destiny, you know, started in the past six, seven years. Um, I've done more than my whole life combined. Like if you combined all the art I'd ever done, and I firmly believe that like a couple thousand pieces at this point. <laughs> So what does the creative process look like with the Destiny art that you create? Um, uh, I guess it's, uh, if it's something I'm drawing inspiration from, haha, <laughs> drawing, um, <laughs> I, I, I definitely look up references for everything, whether it's a commission from someone or, um, or an idea I have. The first thing I do is I, you know, go and I research all different photos, different angles, um, if there's a weapon or a piece of armor, I can't find a good angle or a good reference of, I'll go to one of the destiny, um, data mining sites where you can pull up the 3d model of the actual, um, piece and you can spin it around. So I'll spin it and get it to the right angle. If it's a weapon, I'm using a certain pose. Um, you know, I'll just get the reference, how catered to what I need it for. Um, so basically, I build a folder of references on what I'm drawing. And then I'll start sketching out a pose or whatnot, the idea and shapes. 
And then I play dress up and throw on the armor that people want and the guns. And so, yeah, that's about it. Put on some music, some chill hop or something. Maybe make a drink or something else. Get in the mood, crank it out. And does it take a while for you to create an entire piece? Um, it really depends. Digital takes a long time. Um, that Banshee piece, I don't know if you saw the recent one I posted, but that one took 17 hours total. So what? That, you know, and then you look at all the black and white pieces and stuff, and I'm doing those on hour-long streams. Like, you know, a lot of my streams, let's just start with a blank piece of paper, and at the very end, we have a piece, you know. That's so cool. That's amazing. And, and that's basically what my YouTube is. It's all past broadcasts I've taken off Twitch and just time lapsed them, sped them up so you can see the whole, you know, hour or two stream in a couple minutes. Amazing. That's pretty cool. That's super cool. Yeah. Thank you. So going back to Destiny for a bit, what is your favorite activity in the Destiny franchise? Um, Gosh, I don't know. Uh, back when I was very involved um, with my old clan, raids. I loved raids. D1, I loved all the vault, King's Fall, all that. Um, um, but I would say I've always kind of loved PvP. Um, you know, like if I went on solo, I could always hop in matches and have fun playing that um, most of the time. Um. But I don't know. I think it's it's evolved a little bit now to I just like doing strikes um, with my girlfriend, uh, my buddy, buddies from work. Like, you know, says so I'm I'm a little more casual these days. I, I definitely am still trying to keep up with the light level on all three of my characters, but um, not as hardcore, I don't think, as I was in D1. Um, but I'm uh, really glad they instituted the cross save thing, you know, just so you don't yeah. have to like you know, grind on, like, your stuff carries over, you, you know, it's like you play over on PlayStation 5 or, you know, 4 or whatever, and then you just hop on PC and you still have all your stuff and you still have your power level and, you know, it's, I like that. Now we just need cross-play and then, that, <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, then we can play, with play nice. and we can play wherever we want after that, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's coming in 2021. I'm pretty confident that we will be getting full crossplay. Uh, probably, I would say Witch Queen. I would guess. Yeah, yeah. I'd say that's a good bet. To me. So, Cobb, you've been creating art for quite some time. Oh yeah. Who inspires the art <laughs> that you create? Because your art is fucking amazing. Thank you. Who inspires like the art I'm doing now, just in general, or yeah, like the art that you're doing now and um, the art that you do in Destiny. I would say all that. Um, it, it's it's very visual sometimes, especially with Destiny. Um, but when I kind of feel uninspired with Destiny, um, sometimes I'll be playing the game uh, and. I will look at my character in a certain way or I'll see it and I'll be like, oh, that's, that'd be kind of cool to draw. So I'll take a screen cap and then something like that could spark something. Or oftentimes when there's new stuff, Bungie will have a trailer um, or, the, you know, when they're doing their live Twitch stream, 
and uh, my hands on the screen cap button the whole time. Like I'm just oop, boop, boop, you know. And actually, I go back on uh, YouTube and I'll rewatch it and then pause the perfect moments and I'll get screen caps of all new stuff, new armor. So kind of that stuff, I get excited for cool-looking things or new things. Um, if I see a Titan helmet that looks like, you know, you put a trash can on somebody's head and put googly eyes on it, you know, I'm just like, uh, yeah, I don't think I'm not digging that armor set. And that's not inspiring, but, you know, you put something badass-looking with, you know, some hive texture and scully and pointy stuff all over it, and I want to draw it. Like the ornaments <laughs> in, from the raids in D1. <laughs> Yeah, yes. Uh, so um, the Crota, the Warlock Crota um, helmet, the Death Singer set, that is my favorite Warlock set ever. Yes, like, the Crota. They armor. brought back all kinds of stuff, but not that. You know, maybe now with this whole vaulting and uh, bringing things yeah, out. Yeah, because um, Bungie did say, or at least the community devs are aware that people have asked for Crota. To come back as maybe like a dungeon because it basically was like a trick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But the, I think that would be cool because, as we know now with prophecy, there's now you know and leave the climbing cheese. That was fun. So I think it's possible. I would really like that because the crota armor on my hunter is what I mm -hmm. wear in D1, and then I wear the uh, the fogoth gauntlet. So yeah. If I could get that look back, I would cry, and then. Never mm -hmm. take that armor off. And then once Witch Queen comes out and we get our cough, cough, not confirmed, but kind of confirmed Soulfire subclass, uh, <laughs> I'll rock that forever. I really like yes. the Hive, okay? They're cool. Yeah, they're my favorite to draw, actually, is the Hive. I yes. love their bone texture, the, like... Yes, actually, I've seen, I've seen, like, your, like, Omnigol ones, and, oh, my God, like... I yeah, she's my favorite. I have a half sleeve tattoo of her on my arm. What? Like that. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. I have five five Destiny tats. But yeah, the Omnigore, Omnigore, I just I just loved her. Yeah. I love the Death Singers. I love all those. Yes, different... I love the lore behind them. I could talk why, about the lore. Why is she Novoda right now? Like, that's Omnigore, right? Let's, let's yeah, be that honest. Whole, like, knockoff. Just call her Omnigore. Just, that's Omnigore. Like, of course yeah, she dies over and over again. Like, that's what I she mean, does. <laughs> I mean, yeah, technically, I mean, yeah, because the reason why she, like, came back in D1 is because, you know, she has an Ascendant Blade. That's yeah. the whole point. Well, they so, do that family thing in Destiny. You know, like, let's be honest. At some point, we're fighting Oryx's as grandpa. You know he's coming. Like, you know, yes. his, his, <laughs> his sister, aunt, son. Oh, he had a brother? Well, yeah, oh, the, like, the, the the hive they're all very it's all a big family tree basically is yes. all it is yeah because they're all <laughs> either the descendants of, of Oryx, pretty much <laughs> they're either descendants of oryx crota or not oryx oryx and then by proxy crota because uh, or they're uh, of the children of savathun or ziva rat like that they're descendants of those three there's no one else they can really be descendants of unless Teox, technically, but she's probably dead by now. Now, that I don't was... want to derail this too much. Sorry, uh, I, I, I've got it. No, I got to ask you something. Um, okay, Lady Lucida, do All we right. think the Witch Queen is it's like some smoke and mirrors is going on? Could that be Eris, the, like, who, who who could be the Witch mm -hmm. Queen? Is she a double agent? Is she playing both I sides? I swear to God, I thought no. it was supposed to be Oryx's sister. No, it's Sabbath. Sabbathoon's title oh. is the Witch Queen. Okay, yes, yes. Right. But are we, is it the Witch Queen? Like, which queen is it? Is Bungie, like, trying to trick us again? I like it. Is I there... mean, it is possible, but I, okay. In the, I'm going to do a little bit of lore. 
exploring here really quick. Um, in the dark future uh, timeline, which is the original timeline where Error, not Eris, um, Elsie Bray, aka the Exo Stranger, was from, everything went to shit. Uh, Eris was stronger than Savathun and was controlling the hive. Uh, all this really bad stuff happened. The Gaul, Eris, and Savathun, and Aramis all attacked the last city at the same time and killed pretty much everybody. Like, Ikora, dead. Zavala, without light. Cade? Cade's dead too. Um, everyone's basically dead. Drifter's dead too. Uh, so yeah, it was just really bad. And then Mara had control of the Leviathan because Callus had like dipped. <laughs> and um, Eris had control of the Scarlet Keep. And then they used the same technology that the Resistance uh, used the same technology that Gaul did to trap the Traveler because the Traveler ran away and was like hiding in the outer solar system. And they used that. Zavala basically became Gaul and shot a freaking chaos beam at the Scarlet Keep and blew it up. Oh, wow. Oh, and then Anna Bray was secretly bad. She was a secret. Yes, was a dub- I heard she was about a du- that. Anna Bray yeah. was a double agent for Eris and killed Marasov. And then Elsie had to kill her sister. And then when she did that, the timeline reset and it's back. So it's like she's a checkpoint, basically. And so she keeps. Yeah. That's why. She's like, I'm not from this timeline. She's from the dark timeline, and she's trying to make sure... She's trying to fix to the timeline. Yeah, basically. she's trying to make sure what happened to us, or what happened to her, doesn't happen to us. And that's why she found us and made us kill the Black Heart, because so that's Aeris kind of what... has happening. been corrupted at some point, like, in the well, dark Well, this, this is an alternate timeline, but yes. Oh, okay. Because, in the alternate I mean... timeline, she was evil, but... I don't think she's going to turn evil this time. I mean, yes, she's using stasis. But just because we've seen with El- with Elsie and we've seen with us, just because you use stasis doesn't make you a bad person. And the right. fact that, especially in Shadowkeep, we helped her like overcome her trauma, I really doubt that she would turn evil. At least in See, my opinion. It seems... I'm going to play devil's advocate for a minute. Oh, like, no. what if she was evil, though? She was the remaining f- survivor of her fire team. How was she the one, the only one that could survive? And they all died. Because How, how did they, she pull us out every time did, when, when, we, when we got stuck in something and she would just do some incantation and, like, pull us out? Like, yes. how, how did she get those powers to do that and everything? Uh, like, Toland. Toland's Toland. journal. Yeah, because Toland left her journal that basically was hive magic stuff and she learned that. And also, um, the reason how she survived is it's if you do, there's on the moon, sometimes you'll get these phantasmal, these fragments and you give them to Eris and you can go get people's ghosts. One of the ghosts you can go get is hers. And it does a little like voice line. It's really sad because basically she's like crying and mourning the, her fire team. But the death singers are singing the death song, and if she doesn't do something about it, she's going to die. So her ghost basically is like, hey, just remember your old fire team. And she starts, like, basically doing an anti-death song that, like, counters the death song, so to speak, where she's okay, basically saying, yeah. saying her it's old song fire of team life. Member. Basically, right? yeah. She yeah. does, like, a counter to it. And it's really, really sad because she's... And then her ghost dies as a result because, you know, death song. And it's really sad 
and yeah because that and, final cut scene too she's like the guardian was the key like yeah. you know you know and she was talking like you know to my queen you know yes like was she talking to mara or was yes, she talking-, talking to mara because mara sees her more as a person than we do or the last city the last city sees her as kind of like a freak because i mean you know the whole hive eyes it's not yeah. her fault she got that she used an ahamkara bone to see the way out and the ahamkaras like to be absolute buttheads they're like oh you want to see the way out here <laughs> here you mm-hmm. go now you okay. can see the way out but yeah you have hive eyes now i mean would it be interesting though if it, she was playing us all along like I mean, ever yeah, I guess. I don't know. I really like Eris <laughs> as a character, so I'd be really sad if she was really evil. I'm like, no, yeah. Eris, you're my friend. And I don't know. I feel like, especially once if you do like the nightmare, like helping Eris overcome like the nightmares of her fire team, if you do that quest, it's really sad because <laughs> she remembers, oh, yeah, I remember when this person died. It's really sad. Yeah, they le- I, I, yeah, I remember that. That quest was like really sad, and it like, and the guardian like helping her overcome all that trauma is like a really good growth like yeah i don't know i'm i mean it's possible that she's evil but i really doubt it because that's exactly what everyone expects everyone expects mm-hmm. her to be evil so for them to like be like oh no she's not evil that's kind of you know see that's what got my mind like going you're like you know, wait a minute the, yeah. the whole witch queen which queen yeah. is it you know it also it could it also could the witch queen could refer to whether it's zivu arath or sabathun because zivu arath and sabathun aren't exactly on the best terms right now they kind of hate each other but that's kind of normal for Hyde. but <laughs> yeah. yeah and i think from a non-lore perspective i feel like just because Eris Morn was front and center with the Shadowkeep expansion, I don't think they would bring her back as the main character in again, yeah, an expansion form so soon. I think they would probably want to, you know, make things a little bit more interesting and interesting, bring in yeah. some new characters that we haven't seen in a while. True, true. That's very true. Yeah, I guess I really want to see Sabathun too, you know. I yeah, really want I'm, to... I'm gonna be honest, when Witch Queen comes out, uh, I'm getting that day one clear. I'm getting that stupid emblem. I've never gotten a day one clear because I suck. Um and I'm getting that raid jacket. I've gotten the last two raid no, I didn't get uh garden raid jacket, but I did get the deep. You got the parka? You just got this this one? Yes, I got the parka because did you really? uh, I did get the parka. I'm moving to somewhere cold. I'm moving somewhere really, really cold. Like, it's colder than where I am. I'm moving to Ohio come November. Oh, so yeah, it gets cold in Ohio. It sure does. way colder than Ohio than it is here. I don't have, like, I don't have, like, a winter parka-esque mm-hmm. type jacket. So I'm like, hey. And I actually really like the aesthetic of the Deepstone Crypt. So I'm like, hey, why not? I love the aesthetic of the Deepstone Crypt. I, mm-hmm. I think it's... uh Really it's cool one of my space. Favorite raids. I really like it. It has the same the name vibe. threw me off. It sounds like a decrepit, you know, crypt. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. You think like crypt you know, would be more be, associated with the hive, right? It's going to be like you know, all old and broken. No, it's fancy. Futuristic. It's a fancy yeah. crypt. I, I a love fancy the new raid aesthetic. I love the environment, but I think the enemies are brain dead. 
Like it, it definitely did. during the security encounter, they're brain dead. Those sh- shanks during a tracks though are like, oh my god. I mean, we can take it because we can get away from it, but they just sit there and blast you like they'll like uh, yeah. the shanks, not so yeah, much the. It was a very different experience on day one, right? We could yes, I think do once, oh, day once one contest definitely was. once contest yeah. was over, it was a much easier raid. Yeah. I remember being stuck at Atrax day one. Ugh. Yeah, we we were too. <laughs> now, Cobb, did yeah. you pick up a raid jacket this time around? Um, I have never picked up a raid jacket. I have, oh, in fact, okay. picked up a raid code. My buddy DM me. He's like, "Hey, man, I don't think I'm gonna get this. Here you go." And I gave it away. But um, oh, no, I, I've never nice. tried either. Um, I've always, <clears throat> I like, I like to know what I'm getting into. You know, I've done some blind stuff in raids, and um, and it can be fun to a certain degree. But you know, trying to grind some dude for like 14 hours on the sand. Like, I just don't have that in me. I, I don't have the time, honestly. Yeah. Um. So I like for there to be a roadmap first. You know, I like for my friends to have beaten it so they can explain it <laughs> yeah. to me. And, you know, like, you know, plug me in, tell me what to do. I'm a good raider. Um. You know, I've beaten them all to this point. Uh. But, you know, yeah. So I have, mm-hmm. but, but I've never been like this weekend, raid jacket, let's go, you know? So no, um, <laughs> to all that to say, uh, no, I've never, never gotten a raid jacket. <laughs> <laughs> I think when you play a raid, especially on day one, you need a lot of chemistry with the team and you, you need patience yeah. and yeah. coordination. Yeah. I think it just I wears after a while. Yeah, I definitely agree. That's why I've gone in with my friends who, like, we all, like, work well together. Yeah. And we always will have, like, we'll have, like, the streamers open up on another screen and be like, okay, this is what they're trying. Okay, let's try this. Let's mm-hmm. try that. Mainly, yeah. We mainly look at it as, like, a test of, like, teamwork. Like, most of the time, like, we've gotten, like, to the, um for Crown, we got to the boss or to the phase one. And we like weren't getting it, weren't getting it, and then I think my my uh, my buddy Eric, he was able to. He left, like we all left, and then we came back, and then we were able to get to the final boss. We couldn't beat the final boss because it was like hell, but mm-hmm. that's how it was for us too. We we were so close, like on that for that contest. Uh, Gordon remembers we we were at the boss. We had Nem in with us. Nem was oh, playing well, with Nem. us. Oh, he's Nem cool. plays. And so was Pyro. Nem and Pyro Dang. were both playing with us. Yeah. And um, we just, oh, we just didn't have enough. We were so close to getting it done too in that 24-hour time. And, yeah. and then I remember the day that I did a flawless run, and oh man, let me tell you, that final encounter, the last it's, phase. So if you don't one phase them, we didn't one phase them. So like every second was just like my hands were shaking. Yeah, I've done... To make sure nobody dies. Make sure that we get this done. It's... Mm. It takes a lot of commitment and a lot Mm -hmm. of just... Yeah. Perfecting every move, knowing exactly where the ads spawn and... Yep. That's going to be exciting to have contest modifier for Vogue. 
when it comes back because Ooh, yeah, that's, that's going to be, be challenging. That's going to be like day one Vogue, basically. Can you imagine I'm what it's going to be like? Intrigued, at the- to say the least, about how like how can my? I mean, they did say the like bosses are going to say the same. The mechanics are going to be tweaked a little bit because yeah. you know if Vogue was just copy pasted over, we could go through that. So confluxes easy. could be really challenging though like um, yeah that, my biggest worry is i'm not really sure how like okay let's say the team beats it is that still a world's first because the raid has come out before that's I my don't th- i don't think it's like, a I world's first i don't think they can do a jacket or anything like for that because as much as i would love for the raid. jacket i don't think they're gonna do it i think they're just gonna release the raid they're gonna do contests though i i feel like they're yeah. gonna do contests I don't um, know. That's the thing. We're just going to kind of have to wait and see. I'm not really but sure. I mean, from a business standpoint, it would be very smart for them to make a jacket for Because the so Glass. many people love Vogue. That's the thing. Oh, yeah. And that, and that jacket would be amazing. And I that raid has think about so much affinity. And a lot of people would buy that jacket. That would generate a lot of revenue. So, yeah, I think I think they might do a raid jacket, just probably not a world's first because of the raid. They're definitely going to do contests, though, I feel like, because they've yeah. done contests with like Test everyone with every since yeah. Crown. So, yeah, I've yeah. with. Are they yeah. going to make the encounters any different? They did say yes. I remember them saying I think that. so. Yeah, they have think, to, because mm-hmm. I remember like they were t- I think it was on Twitter or Reddit or somewhere where they had were talking about it. And they basically said, yeah, if, if we brought the raid copy-paste into D2 with everyone's supers and how, like, different it is, the raid would be very too easy. So they need to, like, tweak it, but not... They have to do, like, it's like a careful balance because they don't want to tweak it too much that it's not Vogue anymore. But they don't want to leave it as is because then it's too easy. So they have to, like, change it I can guarantee you they're going to have those flying Vex dudes with the legs and everything. Yeah. They did say there's going to be champions in it as well. As with the The Wyverns. Wyverns. Oh, God. Unstoppable Wyverns. No. They're definitely going to be in there. For sure. That's fine. If they're going to go and do that, if they're going to really fundamentally change the encounters, I definitely see them doing a world's first in that situation because it's at that (laughs) point, why not? Yeah, I mean, there's still going to be a Templar, though, but he's probably going to have different... It's going to have different mechanics, I'm sure, for the Templar. Is the Warlock going to have the ability to do any cheesing this time around? Probably not, because they got rid of... There's no self-res, so... No self-res, yes. Yep. So, that, I think, as long as they tweak it a little bit, I think... I think it'll be fine. This is the hard... They have a really hard challenge, though, I think, with Vogue, because, like... They want to preserve it. They also want to. Yeah, I, I think I'm just going to be happy to play Vogue like in Destiny 2, just at, you know, higher frame rates, better visuals. And, you know, I'm just going to be excited and to get those weapons again. Ooh, I'm yeah, super excited to get nice. those. Faybringer, Vision, all that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kratos, Revenge. So- Cobb, on the topic of raids, mm-hmm. if you can decide the next raid that will be returning from the Destiny Content Vault after the Vault of Glass, which raid should they bring back and why? Oh, that's easy. 
my boy Oryx and Kingsfall. Hell yeah! Yes. Okay. Yep. I just yep. did Kingsfall oh, again not that long ago. It was so yeah. fun. Yeah. His Things encounter fall. blew me away. It still blows me away. That raid is amazing. Like, yeah, the yeah. entire thing. The you know who's got gays, Golgoroth, and then the the special um, what was it called? The challenge mode where you had to you know everyone had to get gays and like it. It just it was a really cool, really cool raid. So you know that raid's coming back because Joe Blackburn oh, yeah. worked on that raid. Oh yeah, so, and I I know Joe. I met him at the D two premiere. He's super. Oh, that's cool. awesome. That's yeah, so cool. Yeah, I was wearing my raid hat that I always wear and uh, my raidy bunch shirt, and he walked up and said, "I like a guy that can coordinate with the raid." And I was like, uh, "What?" And he goes, "Your hat, your shirt." And I was like, "Oh, cool." And they were he was working in the PC area because they had demos for each system in different areas. But yeah, um, that's where I met him and my buddy Chris Alejo, and I met Dylan there too. Um, who later became, you know, now he's got the torch yeah. taken from Deej. And, uh, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, yes, we know it's in good hands because he's back. Faux show. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know he left till like uh, last year sometime. I messaged yeah, him. Yeah, he went to Riot Games. Back, and I was like, mm-hmm. what? what? What are you talking to? Yeah, and he said, so I didn't know. But most definitely, if he's back, you know that's coming back. Yeah, and they're going to deliver a state of the game um, mm-hmm. next yeah, season. Yeah, that's going to be nice. I did yeah. not realize that he came back to Destiny. I know he left, but I didn't realize that he came back. They all come back. They <laughs> all <laughs> come back. <laughs> back one day, maybe. One day. So what about for Shadow and Lady Lucida? If you can bring back any raid from the DCV after Vogue, which one should they bring back? Shadow, yeah. you want to go first? Or you go, or yeah, you go I first? have to agree with Cobb, um, Kingsfall, because it just uh, makes sense. It makes sense because yeah. of, uh, you know, the Witch Queen and all that stuff, you know, um, to have that one next. Even though Crota makes, you know, because if you want to go sequential, you know, yeah, order. Crota would make sense. But See, if they're planning on turning that into a dungeon or something. Yeah, that's the thing. Know. I would bring back, I would do both Crota and King's Fall, but turn Crota into a dungeon. Yeah. That's what I'd do mm. if I was Bungie. But I'm if not I Bungie. really wanted my way, though, I would take King's Fall and Prison of Elders. Like those two, that yeah. raid and that. Oh, yeah, Skull Loss. I remember doing that. That was so fun. Mm hmm. I hated uh, that skull lost when I finally. Oh no, I hated it. I absolutely hated it. I did it day one and it was pain and death and stuff. Oh, it was. And I, it was harder than I the raid. It. <laughs> it felt like. Yeah. Yeah. So no, like... it was. It was. <laughs> yeah. They should the make time. it where you have to go through Crota's raid to get to start the King's Fall raid. <laughs> like make it part as an intro into the. Other raid. Yeah. I think that'd be cool. Like, yeah, like have like the. Do like, assuming it's like a dungeon, do the Crota dungeon to then to have access to the raid because it's like because you killed Crota you have Oryx is like you killed my son I gotta mm-hmm. I gotta kill you yeah. that's the whole point yeah. I just sat here and watched it you know <laughs> you had to do I it. mean my answer would have been Wrath because I love Wrath of the Machine I think that is just a very aesthetically that pleasing an raid interesting raid I love that raid but I think I would want King's Fall more because of the connotation and the you know what's what we're going to be doing in the you know, fall of this year is probably Savathun. Mm-hmm. I just want my Soul Fire subclass. 
Just give it to me, Bungie. I know you have it. <laughs> I think that King's Fall would be a practical thing to bring back along with the Crota's End. However, I would really like to see Wrath of the Machine come back at some point. I think it would be really, really cool to see how they can make it different and how they can fit that into the story. Maybe Lightfall might Do you be- bring back SIVA, though? Like, you might have to bring yeah. back SIVA, too. So I see that next year. I see them bringing Wrath yeah. back next year. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. That would make sense. Mm-hmm. So... On a slightly different topic for Cobb. Yes. What are your thoughts on sunsetting? Oh boy. Um, oh I like boy. to watch him with my girlfriend and hold hands and um, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll in destiny <laughs> the weapons. Yes. I love it. Um, <laughs> um I don't know. I I I think like I, at first I didn't really mind. And then uh, some of my buddies were talking on some of their videos that, you know, it's kind of upsetting when you grind and grind and grind and grind for this perfect roll on a weapon, you get it only to find out that weapon is going to go away, but they're going to bring back that same weapon <laughs> that you love. So you're going to have to re reissue the same. If they made a way to infuse like the V2 into the V3, you know, or something, they they need to do that because that is like, like remember they had etheric light in D1. Uh, Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. God, all the different materials. And I was going to bring you to my next question. What are your thoughts on reissues? Um, like reskins. Oh, oh, you mean the reissues, like the re-issue dream veins and stuff? Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I guess it's okay. Uh, they're bringing it back, <laughs> but again, you know, I've got this badass master worked dream bane helmet that happened to drop with the role I wanted, and this and that. And now, nope, we're gonna put a you know silver triangle in the corner, and you can't use that anymore, and you got to get a new one, and that that would upset me. I don't fall into that category because there's nothing on the list that I'm kind of like, oh, you know, now when my gnawing hunger is on that list, I'm going to be a little upset, you know, but um, I I don't know. I I guess they have to make room or something like, you know, get rid of the old, but my, my whole thing is if they're going to get rid of, let's say 30 weapons, I would love to see 30 brand new weapons come in. Like yeah, replace the old, get rid of the old and replace with new. We'll all be, oh, that's cool, you know, and move on. But I don't know. It, and that's it what I thought sunsetting was going to be. And that's why I was such a proponent for it. And that's why I was uh, for it. Because I thought they were going to replace those, all the ones that they were, you know, we wouldn't be able to use anymore with brand new weapons. But, you know, Beyond Light rolls around, we get 30 new weapons and that's it. You know, we get 30 weapons and we lose how many? About 200 or more, possibly. Um, You know, so if it would have been implemented correctly, like I'm not having, you know, any kind of remorse or anything about it. But the way it's been implemented, unfortunately, it it wasn't it, Chief. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I missed my mountain top. I think for me, I mean, one of my concerns when I heard about sunsetting being introduced in the game was, are they going to bring enough rewards that are new 
and to make the experience feel fresh. And like right now, my, my feeling is I can't fault them for reissuing weapons. They're trying to give us new incentives to play the game within the limits that they have. It's just the best that they can do. Like, yes, they want to do more. They understand that we want new stuff, but that's all they were able to do in such a short window of time. And now mm-hmm. I have a I have pushback on that. Then why then why not delay it? Why not delay the sunsetting itself, or give a longer stay of execution to to the weapons? You know, like I'm going to say that I, I think that with last year was very difficult with COVID, and I'm sure the communication between 600 people and such large teams. They weren't able to really do as much as they wanted or even communicate in the same way that they were able to previously. And I Mm -hmm. think that did have some kind of an impact on what we got, right? I I don't think that under a normal year, Bungie would completely ignore the lack of rewards that we got. Or at least Sunset maybe just like year one. You're right. You're right. They they should have left this alone, but I think they had a vision, they had a plan for it, and they thought that it would work out better than it did. And unfortunately, this is the circumstance that we're dealing with right now, but they're they're trying, you know, and I I think we're not going to really see the fruits of their labor until at least... Witch Queen. Witch Queen. Yeah. At the very least, at the earliest, if not later than that. What are your thoughts on this, uh, on sunsetting, Lady Lucida? My thoughts, I mean, I'm, I was against sunsetting at the beginning. I was like, they've tried this before. Like, I think sunsetting only works as if they had started it from the beginning. Because the fact mm. that we go from, you know, having our normal amount of arsenal, you know, super big to then you know cutting it by like two-thirds that's all Mm -hmm. that's that's gonna hurt that's gonna hurt a lot and then on top of that with the reissuing of guns that's just in my opinion kind of a slap in the face because you know i have my my chattering bone for example that i got in last wish Mm -hmm. it has a power cap of i think 1360 i think and then i can go in and get a new chattering bone that has a power cap of like 1410. Oh, really? But, yeah. Wow. And so they bumped like, up the those raids like mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And just but my 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 chattering bone has like 15,000 kills on it. I'm not I'm not going to give that up. 15,000 yeah. kills. Like that's crazy. Like I have all these like armor, especially like Weapons, I under, I kind of get, like, how many times are we going to deal with recluse and mountaintop? Like, come on. I get, mm. I get weapons, but armor? I think armor's different. If they had, if, because armor, it's kind of hard, it's a lot harder to get, you know, the right piece plus the right stat distribution. Like, a gun's a gun. It, it like, you're not going to get a hammerhead that's a secondary, or a hammerhead that's a primary. Hammerhead's a hammerhead. 
But you know what? You're more connected to your weapon because that's what you see. More yeah, I guess that's anything. true. I'm, I'm you know more, I'm I care more about like how I look. So, I mean, if they had done the trans, like if they had done transmog at the same time as armor sunsetting, I'd be a lot more for armor sunsetting. But the fact that I can't make my guardian look how I want my guardian to look right now makes me sad. We got transmog coming in. 14, I know transmog is coming, 14, right? but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, season 14. So we have we have a little bit. It's season 12 right now. We need a weapons 2.0 though, too. Like Yeah. I feel like we really do. Weapon, um, I don't know. I just I feel like Sunsetting's cool in concept, but I don't know that they didn't replace they didn't have enough guns to replace what they No, took. they didn't. That's nope. I think that's the honestly the biggest problem. And yeah. that's why they've added back 8 of them next season, you know, that ones that got sunset basically now they're Why didn't they just, what, what i don't understand mm-hmm. they they left out some of the dreaming city and moon guns why why not and both why not bring them back but let the ones you have also you know come for why not both yeah you know, i don't understand like that's what i don't understand is like why like there might be some technical limitation i they're not something it's it's not like you're they're doing all the ones from all the weapons from year one or anything like that you're doing just a handful of weapons why not both why not yeah. you know that's what i don't it's understand just, I don't think it's a technical limitation i think it's more of bungie not wanting to give us everything because i mean they're they need to make the assets they have kind of last i i know exactly why you know it's to Basically, yeah. To, so you go out and you do the content. Basically, you're still in the world. You're out there playing the game. They right. want you to still play the game. They, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and they're trying different things. They're experimenting with different incentives for you to keep playing the game. I think for a seasonal update for a fix to the game during a season i think we can only expect so much true period true. we're not going to get new weapons during a seasonal update that's not realistic well we are actually getting six new weapons next season but six yeah but we're not getting like a substantial 20. amount yeah you know you're not well, gonna- six six that they've told us about you know there there could be more you know because they haven't told us what the activity is going to be next yeah, next season. Um, yeah. Because we already know we're getting Shadow Price, um, Palindrome, and Swarm back. And yes, those are from D1, but those are new to D2. You see what I'm saying? So you could almost say that those are new weapons in a way because they haven't been brought into D2 until now. Um, which I'm very happy for Shadow Price come back obviously obviously <laughs> <laughs> and i will be doing the nightfalls and the grandmaster like finally playing the grandmaster because i want an adept shadow price and palindrome and swarm <laughs> so cab we got a couple more questions for you well We're gonna right. switch things up a little bit and get to know you a little bit more so okay. what do you do when you're not gaming or creating destiny art um, well, um, I, I have a nine to five. Um, some people think, you know, I live off art, but I do not. 
Um, I have nine to five. So oftentimes I'm working and usually when I get home, it is doing some kind of art. And then if I have time after that games or spending time, you know, talking on the phone or with my kids if they're here. So, um, but yeah, I, I just, I work all day, um, do 3d modeling and get home. And then if I have commissions, I try to start working on those. Um, but yeah, uh, that's about it. Uh, I like to hike, travel if I can, but COVID, you know, it's kind of restricting that now. Have but you yeah. traveled anywhere really cool pre-COVID? Um, uh, nothing too extravagant or anything. I'm um, just around the U.S., various places. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, Phoenix was a cool city. I really enjoyed Phoenix. I went there not too long ago but um yeah uh, nothing around the world anything crazy or anything like that but i never left the u.s except hawaii i think so yeah yeah i think for me the coolest place that i've been to i would probably say sweden was pretty cool oh, wow. um, i think california is a really cool spot i like cali like yeah, Cali's beautiful. I really, I really enjoy. Cobb, on that note, what is next for you going into the year ahead? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I don't know if they're doing Guardian Con again. They just tweeted a couple of days ago that they were gonna, you know, come up with some kind of announcement here soon, but. I don't foresee it. Maybe in 2022 we can do it again, but I think they're going to be uh, safe this year. So I would say that's coming up, but um, I don't know. I don't. I don't really know if that's going to happen. Um, just continue doing art and uh, working and moving on. Well, Cobb, thank you so much for sharing your awesome journey with yeah, our community and we really appreciate you and your time and we're going to move things we're going to move on to a slightly different topic and we're going to talk about the announcement that joe blackburn made and he is the assistant director for the destiny 2 franchise he tweeted out earlier this week and he said Last year, I said, Destiny's best days are ahead. Seeing what's coming, I believe this more than ever. But we have work to do to get there. 2021 is going to be a little different for Destiny. Taking some time to validate our plans, but expect a state of Destiny 2021 next season. So, wow, that is a pretty bold statement that yeah. Joe Blackburn came out and made earlier this week regarding the future of Destiny 2. And I wanted to take the time tonight to kind of talk about this and to kind of dive into what significance this could have for the future of the Destiny 2 franchise going into next year. And I guess the first question I have is, has Bungie overpromised 
and potentially put themselves at a point where they can under deliver by making such a strong, bold statement. That's always the case. I feel like, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, we Bungie are the hype masters and sometimes we, you know, we fall into that. We see something really cool, you know, especially when they're about ready to put out an expansion and we're all on board. We're all ready to like, yeah, let I'm ready. I want to let's I want to play it now, you know, and yes, that could happen, you know, but he said it's going to be different. So that leads me to believe that something's going to change. In the game fundamentally, possibly, um, yeah. Or, you know, I don't know what that could be because it could be so many things. Like, you know, could it be we would get like maybe like a battle royale or something like that, you know? Um, God, I hope not. <laughs> or bombs <laughs> cross the map. <laughs> or is it just like maybe Pete, you know, I don't know, maybe evolving gambit or maybe taking a mode another pve pvp mode or something or doing something with the factions maybe in that aspect um it could be anything it really could (laughs) what do you guys think i think this could mean a lot of different things and fundamentally what joe blackburn is saying according to my interpretation is that Something is going to fundamentally change about the way that Destiny is made going into 2021 from how we knew it in Destiny 2. It could mean that their philosophy with how they reintroduce old weapons could change. Like, this could mean that Bungie is going to really double down on bringing back Destiny 1 weapons. That could mean that, hey, things are going to be a little different this year. Um, To me, this message is preparing us for something larger that will be changing with the game. And it could mean they're going back to something that they did. Maybe they're going to undo sunsetting. I mean, (laughs) that could be a thing. But I, I think there's something substantially that's going to change about Destiny and the way that they... The way he phrased it, right? It just seems like the way that, you know, he phrased it in that tweet. I mean, and could this mean that the next expansion is going to be released in a different cadence? Is it possible that we're going to get the Witch Queen and the raid might not come out for a couple months? Or... You know, I mean, it it could mean so many different things. Yeah, I'm hoping this means that things are going to be different because we're going to give Crucible a little bit more love. I I don't know. I my issue is I don't want to read too much into it and then hype myself up that they're going to change some <laughs> drastic thing that everyone hates. And I want to fall into that trap. <laughs> exactly. That's I try to not like read too much into it and hype myself up because whenever I do that, I get disappointed. Yeah, I so think I he, is, 
He's just trying to kind of lay out a little groundwork for us that, yeah, things yeah. might change up a little bit ahead. Set, set in expectations, maybe. Yeah, yeah but we wants the best, and, you know, he's awesome. You know, King's Fall's evident of that. So, you know, his heart's into it, and he, he wants the best for the game, um, you know. So things may be changing. Um, and also, you have to remember, Bungie has a new IP they've been working on. There's a new game, you know. That. Yeah, the matter um, IP, right? Yeah, I don't even know. I don't even know what it's called or what they're, you know. Yeah. I think it's another looter shooter, maybe. But um but yeah, so there's a lot of things going on there. And like you mentioned before, everyone's working from home, so they're, you know, they're not in the studio together. So that's you know, that limits them a little bit too. Certain things they do. But um yeah, I think he was just kind of saying heads up, Guardians. Um, things might get a little funky in twenty twenty one in Destiny, but we're we're working on it. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's be interesting to see how they how it could get funky, how things can mm-hmm. change in twenty twenty one with Destiny as we know it. But it sounds like we don't have too much longer to wait. Until we do find out, it sounds like by next season, mm-hmm. we will start getting more information on what we can expect in upcoming seasons. Do you guys remember, like, when they did a, I don't know, they did a live thing on Twitch when they had Kristen Potter on Marasov, the voice actor, and then they had some of the, um, I believe, some of the sound people sound designers and things like that and they went on to talk about mara coming back as like a pirate queen like she's going to come back a little different like this time like when you see her again um do you think they could be referring to any of that possibly if there's an expansion called the pirate queen i'm going to be very disappointed (laughs) (laughs) but you guys do you guys remember that like when the yeah that was talking about um originally when they first designed Mara she was going to be like more of like a space pirate queen and then that was talking more about concept if i remember correctly i might be wrong didn't they say she was going to come back like as something along those lines you know because where is she right now who's she you know obviously she's you know probably talking to a nine and things like that you know she's well, off like doing diplomatic things probably i imagine well right now she's um if you listen if you go to zavala's office there's the little voice line thingies and if you listen to all of them the last one of the last ones is mara talking about how she's used all the harbingers all of the weapons of the world everything to try and fight fight the black fleet the pyramid ships nothing's working so she said fine when I come back to the Dreaming City and because I'm the one that started all of this, I'm going to be the one that finishes this. That's basically what she was doing. So I think she's going to come back probably when Witch Queen starts or the season prior to Witch Queen would be my guess. Because and she's going to be a pirate queen, like they said. <laughs> maybe. We we don't really know. She's going to be like, um, you know, what's her face? <laughs> Why can't I remember right now oh petra petra venge yes. <laughs> well are we gonna break the curse on the, on the i feel City? like after which um i think when 
maybe not Witch Queen, but maybe like Lightfall, Witch Queen, or Dreaming City will be Sunset, I think. Because assuming Witch Queen, you know, we kill Savathun, killing Savathun and Kyora breaks the curse on the Dreaming City. Because the mm-hmm. whole loop mm-hmm. is because of Kyora. Kyria, yeah. Yeah. So with Savathun and Kyora being dead. There's no reason to visit the Dreaming City anymore, unfortunately. So the the Reef could close up the Dreaming City and be like, we need to, like, fix things. We need to, like, repair on our own. We don't need the Guardians here anymore. So get out, please. Like, mm-hmm. kind of like how, you know, with the Red War being done, like, all of the Red War stuff was sunset, so... Like, that's my, at least, thinking of it, like, because this thing happened in the story, this is no longer, you don't have a reason to, like, you don't have a reason to do this from, like, a story standpoint, so get out is my, at least my understanding of how it would work, so I think eventually we will break the curse, I think. We just have to, you know, kill something. And where, and where is uh, Aldrin going to relocate, or... The crow gonna relocate to next the tower. season. Oh, tower. I can't wait tower. for that. I tower, can't wait yeah, for that. That's seasons. gonna be interesting because um, and it's not conf- It's very all the arrows are pointing that he's going to the tower. It hasn't exactly been confirmed yet, but yeah. Um, Take a stand in dead orbit area to confuse people when they go. Yeah, just to be. I'm, I'm I'm the new dead orbit rep. Hi guys. Hello. <laughs> Hello. I can't well, wait I to mean, watch the, those fireworks. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's going to be interesting, to say the least, because I'm worried about Ikora it. will finally move from her spot. <laughs> she'll move two whole feet, and she'll be like, yeah, I don't know. You son I'm of just, a bitch. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I feel like at first she might be mad, but then you got to remember, kind of like in the message that Osiris sent us in the beginning of the season, Aldrin Sov is dead. This is just a person with his face. That's all crow. And, Al- and Aldrin was corrupted too. Yeah, Aldrin was also manip- like being manipulated by Riven, who was being used by Savathun. So mm-hmm. it was all like a puppet controlling a puppet controlling a puppet kind of a thing. Then the meatball um, ate him. Yes, that too. He got eaten by a meatball. Spicy meatball. Very spicy mm-hmm. meatball. So yeah, I don't know. I feel. Personally, I think that Ikora will eventually forgive Crow because Crow is a new person. You can't fault someone for he has no memory. something you'd have like you. I mean, yeah, sure. He, I guess, technically he only knows he did of it. like horrible things because, you know, yeah, he knows. People. He's like, knows. He's like, I did something terrible in my in my past, but that's not me anymore. That's not. Like, for all we know, the Guardian could have been, like, a mass murderer, psychopathic person in our past lives. Like, we don't know. Crow is such a pleasant person. Like, know, he he's talks, so he's just... He's so yeah. wholesome. I want to protect him. He's gentle. Him. Yeah. I want to protect him. Mm-hmm. So, like, I... Especially the fact that we that the Guardian is, like, kind of mentoring Crow. I feel like a lot more of the issues with Crow will be dealt with like basically if you want to fight crow you got to go through me 
kind of a issue, kind of a thing. At least, yeah, because he was like kind of a slave to like. Yeah, uh, he was Spider. a fucking slave, just by like yeah. a bomb in your ghost shell. I've never wanted to like. Oh man, when he's when he said that, I was like, Spider, I wish I could just like Nova bomb your face right now. Just... <laughs> but that would just yeah. cause more problems than solutions, because Spider mm. unfortunately causes stability to the. Uh, Tangled Shore, if it wasn't for him, it would probably be a lot worse. So, unfortunately, we need to keep him around as much as it pains me to say so, because I hate his guts. Mm -hmm. So, Joe Blackburn goes on to state that the best days of Destiny are ahead of us. I'm curious, what can Destiny's best days look like Ooh. to all of you oh man for me it's fresh new things armor guns enemies i want to fight a dude with five legs and six heads in you know he's from uranus or something like just i want new fresh different like i love destiny in its universe but you know, there's only so many times you can, oh, they're back, Guardian. You must once again slay the darkness. You know, you're just, you're doing the same thing over and over. You know, and then the the, the reskinning sometimes or, um, I don't know, like we mentioned the, the Omnigal, you know. They brought her back. That's cool. That's cool. Nostalgic quest, but, you know. It's, Is, was it's that the reason new. why they didn't bring back Grasp of Malik? Because they called her Novota. <laughs> Maybe. Well, they Man. haven't brought back strike specific loot in so long. They're, like Shadow they're good. didn't have any of it. Makes the term sense. I use is taco belling, where that you know you get served the same ingredients back, and you're, they get you excited for it. Like, you know, it's the same. This is coming back. You know, Hawk Moon. Woo! Well, I want a new gun. You know, called the Chicken Foot or something. Like it just. <laughs> Yeah, I like the, new guns, but I like when the Destiny One weapons come. Well, back. If, yeah, it's because, nostalgic. Yeah, it does. It, it is cool, because but. that those are some of my favorite times, like ever in Destiny, was Destiny One. You know, mm -hmm. just like doing those activities, getting those guns for the first time, and you know, yeah. just like I'm gonna be so happy again when I get my Shadow Price back. You know, mm -hmm. so I mean, it's. Um, but I, I also do like new things too. But I like new activities as well. And I think the Crucible needs some new newness. Yes. It, you know. It, yeah, it and why needs... what happened to the other stuff that we were playing? The different game modes. Why take away supremacy? Why like leave all Where's the Rift? Game modes in there? Yeah, <laughs> that, like leave them all in there for us to enjoy. Who cares? I I would know, love a capture the flag like mode. That would that would be great. Know. I think what happened with that is that the player base that they had was so small that they couldn't have so many different modes sustainably and still maintain a healthy player base so you don't have to wait a long time to matchmake. Yeah. My thing is maybe they could have been part of it. Like, like, I know how, for example, in Halo, they have like a I think it's called Big Fiesta or something like that playlist where it's just random game modes. And just Oh yeah, like I remember that. Yeah. Like kind of like the crazy ones, like Rift, Mayhem, like all these like really crazy ones, like crazy game modes and put them in like it's like a mixed 
like kind of like classic mint. Our classic mix is, you know, control. Yeah, they did call clash, that fiesta, I believe, didn't they? Or I think something. I know, like something party or fiesta, something like that. So I think if they did something like that, and like like scorch, like have one that's like artifact, like you could have rumble scorch. pet. It's yeah, called rumble like, pet. Remember? Yeah. Yeah, rumble yeah, yeah. pet. Yeah. Yeah. So like. There could be like, you know, how they're scorched. There could be one where everyone has hive swords, you know, or some everyone has like different like every like you spawn in with a random artifact, like whether it's like a scorch cannon or a sword or whatever. Like something like that, something crazy. Just like kinda I like I like those kind of game modes that are just kinda like you kinda mess around and it's not super serious. It's really funny. Like yeah. Yeah. That's that's no, how I, that's I would a good at least idea. fix. I won't say fix the crucible because fixing the crucible that's its own can of worms i'm not even gonna open but at least help like get more people to play get so stasis only... out of the crucible <laughs> Sorry. yeah yeah no no stace adding a crowd control freezing thing to a pvp game like that mm-hmm. bungie come on mm-hmm. what, what were you thinking like i it's very I, I don't touch PvP anymore because of that. Like I'm I don't even do my pinnacles anymore. I'm like, oh, I don't care enough to do PvP. Like I'll do Gambit. Cause I'm crazy. I'll do strikes. I'll do the raid, but not PvP. Like that's that's like that's a level of masochism that I am I will not go through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think for me, I would say I really hope that fundamentally they make changes to Crucible because Crucible really needs a lot of love right now from the game. Um, so I do think primarily they need to really double down and focus on Crucible going into this next year, and I hope that Bungie does that. Also, with Iron Banner, I think there's a huge opportunity to bring back Destiny 1 weapons if in no other yes. area, just that alone will really make a huge difference to revitalize Iron Banner and to make it an activity that people can enjoy every time it comes back. Mm-hmm. I think there's a huge missed opportunity there. And Bungie is realizing that the assets they have from Destiny 1 can actually be really useful to bridge the gap between the next major expansion. So, like, yes, they have to put in the work to recreate the models for all the weapons and all these different items, but it's still less work than what the alternative would be. And you're... They already have the template. You know, it's literally just, like... Well, not only that, like, yes, they have the template, but they're also satisfying people's nostalgia and a huge player base did play the game in destiny one and i i think there's a pretty big opportunity there and there's a lot of people who didn't play destiny one so those would be like new weapons to them basically yeah they would be completely new i mean like getting a clever dragon or efforty's spear you know just like uh, durban's mercy there's just so many cool iron banner weapons from D1, Waylorn's March, uh, Deidre's Retort. So, so many cool weapons that they could pull from. 
instead of just giving us these same ones that we've had over and over again give it you know give us the d1 iron banner weapons then you know it's like those are going to be like new weapons to a lot of people what do you all think we can potentially see in a state of destiny too next season with what we heard from joe blackburn do we think that anything will be cut from the game or any changes made where something gets removed as far as features and you know how things are going anything that you think will be added in the upcoming season to make the game better they usually put some decent quality of life changes you know um usually but i don't know sometimes they like to play around with things the ui or you know we move this over here we call this this now but um i don't know i i don't foresee a lot changing maybe something's different with the way they do the seasons yeah i don't know I'm kind of hoping that we get more uh, vault space, but that's always a want for me. <laughs> vault space. One, <laughs> you had like twelve blocks you could like store stuff. And yeah, it's like it's weird because they they haven't changed. It hasn't changed in a while, has it? I mean, we've had five hundred now for quite a bit, quite a long time. Um, I vote for one thousand. <laughs> <laughs> Nine nine nine. Yeah, I mean, if they, I don't know. It's it's they always have some reason why they can't like give us more. <laughs> you know, it's like it can't be too many lim- more limitations, right? I mean, that that was the last gen, the 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 gen before excuse was was the limitations that they couldn't like give us more vault space at the time. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the reason would be now. <laughs> Maybe they don't want us hoarding that much stuff. I don't know. <laughs> this is just a prediction and complete speculation, but we know that next gen consoles came out. We know that there are a lot of limitations that Bungie has with last gen hardware. Could it potentially be that Joe Blackburn possibly means things are going to be a little different because some consoles will not be getting updated in the same manner as others because they're pretty much getting rid of technology moving forward that is holding them back. So maybe after the last season before Witch Queen, they will stop supporting Xbox One and PS4. Is that possible? Hmm. Maybe. I'm not sure. The one after Witch Queen? Yeah. I mean... Well, no. The one with Witch Queen. Oh, with Witch Queen. Witch Queen Queen and after. Could it be that they... I don't think they can that soon. I, I mean... Because what is the install base of the PS4 right now? Isn't it like over 120 million or something yeah, like that? That's a good point. They, they can't just yeah, with the PS5 being so like scarce, so hard yeah. to get right now. Unfortunately, they can't do that. Yeah, I know you're right. I, don't, I didn't I don't think about that. And 
PS5 and PS4 play really nice together. My girlfriend still has PS4 and I have PS5 and we still play games together seamless. And so I think there'll be a lot of that going on too, you know, slowly as people find them, like you said, um, being more limited. So, um, so I think they'll be a little more relevant than, you know, say PS3 now is, you know, compared, but yeah, I think they'll be more relevant. Yeah, no, definitely. And before we move on to the Bungie Weekly Update, I do have one last thing that I'm curious about. What are your top things that you want for Destiny 2 before we get the Witch Queen? Are there any features that you want to see, anything that you want to see come back? Can't say Shadow Price. Um, <laughs> nope, we're already getting that back. Is there Load any outs. weapon that you want to see back? I want to see some any loadouts. feature. I'd love some loadouts. I think that would be uh, that would be cool. It would make our lives a lot easier. Yeah, I think, I think an in-game version of loadouts, as opposed to using like Dim, yeah, or Ishtar, whatever. Ishtar, you can do a loadout on that. Yeah, you can I do mean, loadouts on all different game, kinds you know? of. Yeah, but it'd be yeah, nice yeah. to have one in game where, like, oh, I'm doing the raid instead of like, you know, mm-hmm. clicking yeah. a button on your phone, you just literally click a button in the game and then boop, it's done. That would be mm-hmm. nice. I think another thing, I mean, obviously, transmog that's coming, so I can't say that. Um, this is going to be the most nitpicky thing I could ever say. I want to be able to edit how my character looks because when they did the whole trans, no, not, yeah, like a barbershop, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would be nice, because I know a lot of people's guardians got, like, when they did the tweak, when Beyond Light came out, a lot of people's guardians got, like, messed up. Like, there was a face paint for female exos that wasn't the same as it was for male exos, and they made the match. So now it looks weird for some people. My mm-hmm. exos face coloring looks weird. My eye colors are white now, even though I made them blue. So I'm not deleting my Titan, but you know, it just makes me angry. I would love a custom emblem editor like uh, Black Ops Ooh, had. Like yeah. I did my entire clan. I did all of our emblems. It was so yeah. fun. That was yeah, cool. that would be cool. I think <clears throat> more of an I won't say more of an emphasis on clans, but like give them more of a purpose, I guess. Because right now they're just there for the. Uh, clan engrams like it'd be cool like in for example in division two there's like clan hats and like cosmetics that you can have so i think that'd be cool if we could like you know get a shader based on our clan colors or an emblem based on our clan sigil more like i think that would be cool because like if you like like if like my clan is all my friends and they're all super cool, and we all, like, hang out and do raids and everything together, I think it'd be cool, like, you know, see all our ships coming in and we all have our clan emblem on it or whatever. Like, I think something like that would be cool. More personalization, yeah. Exactly! I think more... Mm-hmm. I like the idea of more customization. Like, we, like with, for example, with the ship that came out with the Dawning, how we could change the engine color. I think that was pretty cool, but I want, I want like that kind of stuff, but like more, I want to be able to like, you know, tweak my sparrow, tweak my ship, tweak my 
Let's actually tweak my guardian because my exo looks weird now. But um, yeah, I think that. And then another thing would be another really nitpicky thing. This is all most of my stuff is quality of life stuff. Um, more of a. I guess what I'm trying to say is like the veteran dialogue versus new light dialogue kind of actually centralize it because in Shadowkeep it kind of got messed up because uh, they're like, oh yeah, go help Eris. And you're just like, if you're a new light player, you're like, who? who who's Eris? What? Like they don't really explain anything. Synchronize the audio. Yeah, too. they don't. It's not like synced because I was helping my friend through it and they were a new light player. And they were getting, it might have been because I was in the fire team, they were getting veteran dialogue. I, I really don't know. But they were getting veteran dialogue and they were like, I'm really confused. I don't know what's going on. So like, and also maybe a toggle for veteran dialogue in like the settings. Because like, for example, my Titan, technically speaking, is a new, my, my I get new light dialogue because my Titan is new light. And I get veteran dialogue because my account is a veteran account. So I get both. It's really annoying. Bungie, please fix it. It's really, it's because I get like, oh, who's Crota? Oh, you have already slayed Crota. And I'm like, huh? Can I just have one or the other, not both, please? It's really annoying. That's just, I'm, a, I'm really like nitpicky with stuff like that. And it's immersion breaking, right? Yes, that's my big thing. I'm all for the immersion mm -hmm. and that kind yeah. of thing. Like I like, I I'm really nerdy and I like come up with backstories for all my characters like okay my titan is all black armory themed my hunter is all hive themed and my warlock's all dreaming city themed but why so yeah it just it breaks my immersion a little bit and it bugs me and I know like immersion might not necessarily I mean one of Bungie's things they say like this is your garden this is your story so like let us be able to tweak it I guess I don't know yeah that's a good point. Yeah, and I, I think two things for me that I would like to see on my wish list for Destiny 2. Um, heavy ammo synth. Like, bring it back. Oh, no. There oh, no. That would break bring so many things. Please bring back synths. Uh, the other thing that I would like to see in the game, I would like some kind of a ladder for different activities that you're playing in a way kind of like how Call of Duty has it, where you can prestige multiple times. A true ranking system. Yes. 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 Uh, you need a ranking Thank system you. for raids. They need a ranking system for strikes. They need one for Crucible. I think mm -hmm. incorporating a ranking system mm -hmm. with less things in Eververse and more of these things behind the ranking system ladder will help extend the longevity of your gameplay i think it's going to make a difference yeah, sure, sure. and um i think that they can create really really rare and really unique perks on strike specific weapons where like yes you can get this strike specific weapon to drop from the strike if you played the grandmaster nightfall but it's really rare for you to get it with a really, really amazing um, perk that you can only get on that one 
weapon from that one activity and make it special, make it unique, make it that worth makes, chasing. Can make, you recall yeah. Grasp of Malak? Like, people grinded for it, and there was a reason why. Because it was worth it. It makes a lot of sense, you know, because uh, Bungie had a little game called Halo, and uh, Halo, all the, you know, games that were in that franchise, what did people do a lot in that game? They played a lot of PvP. They played a lot of PvP because there was stuff to get, but it was all cosmetic based. Like you weren't like you weren't getting new weapons or anything like that, but you still did it because the things were so cool that were in there to get. You know, you got that like Hayabusa helmet or you got that that cool effect on your like uh Spartan, you know, like the smoke or the the pestilence or the lightning or you know what I'm saying? Like make some really cool stuff, cool loot and things. And, you know, yeah, put it into the ranking system and they're, they're trying to do it. It's a, you know, their, their heads in the right direction. You know, they're, they're going that way, but I would like to see them go further with it. Like halo esque, you know? Yeah. And people will, they will play the shit out of crucible. If you do that. And, and actually make the make it more balanced, you know, figure out stasis, what to do with it um, to, to balance it out better because it's still a long way to go. I mean, the hunter is still nuts with shatter dive. Yes, it got nerfed a little bit, but it's still very viable. Um, and mayhem right now, forget about it. <laughs> you play mayhem, it's just like stasis everywhere, all over, just like nonstop stasis for the whole match. <laughs> but people will grind and they will play they will be in those modes and you need new game modes too of course so guardians let's talk about the bungie weekly update that came out earlier today we have quite a bit of news that bungie shared with the guardians this week of course we briefly mentioned the hawkmoon quest part 2 it's the new Harbinger activity, which is now live. I'm going to think it started on Tuesday, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And Shadow Price, you played it. So what exactly is the Harbinger um, quest? It's, it's basically uh, it's to get random rolls for Hawkmoon and the Catalyst for it. Um, it's You started the EDZ right around the Tross land and you enter this uh, room. It's got a fireplace basically. And then it's, you know, How you comforting st- a fireplace. Start, start the mission. <laughs> yeah. And then <laughs> you're going through like the back alley of Tross land. And then you're going up these steps and it leads to the reservoir where over where, uh, what was that? Lake of shadows strike yeah. was basically. Yeah. You're climbing the dam basically that's over there, which is really cool is it takes you all around through the inside where the water pumps are and everything, you know, you're fighting all the enemies, you're fighting all the, the taken and things like that. And you got to find the feathers that the, the, the bird is leaving behind. Um, and then you make your way all the way back over to where the Lake shadow strike is. And you fight in that room and you fight a bunch of more taken and then so much take, taken. Yeah. So much taken. And then it takes you further into where, you know, where you did the original Hawkmoon quest, you know, 
in the when it first came out. And then you go back and you it takes you all the way through those, you know, the that broken pipes and uh, along the, you know, the cliff sides and until you get to that room again where you fall the taken and then there's a lot more taken in this and and now there's the little like uh the jets that bump you all over the place too the taken jets and it's just like all them wall it, farts myself yeah those and it's it's kind of reminiscent of uh the whisper mission but no timer so which is good and it's also reminiscent of zero hour because of the jumping and things like that so i think it's a really cool mission because it's one of those ones that just showed up that day. Like, you know, like Bungie's really well known for that, doing that, surprising us like a t- on a Tuesday, like boom, new mission. And you can rerun it for random rolls of the Hawk Moon. Um, I hear you can, if you don't pick up the quests, you can keep running it for random rolls. Like it won't lock you out. Of, yeah, of getting random rolls, which is cool. Is that like a glitch? I don't know if it's a glitch or it might be. I don't know. Is there a um, bug in the system? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I I probably won't pick up the quest on my other characters because I want to try to you know farm it for rolls. Because uh, I picked it up on my hunter, and it, I dropped two of them off the bat. Yeah, it's supposed to drop two, but... Yeah. I've only run it once so far, because I just haven't had a chance to get back in there. I want to do it some more, you know, just to, you know, get some more rolls, get that get that perfect hawk moon that I'm looking for. Now, how long would you say the activity takes to complete? At first, kind of long, because you you didn't know completely where to go. Um. So, I mean, it could take like, it took me like an hour or more, like the, you know, the first day because I didn't know where to go. And I was by myself at first. So fighting by yourself in it, like before you had a chance to map everything out, it's pretty tough. Um, Cause those enemies are heavily shielded, shielded with uh, different void shields and art in, you know, solar shields and things like that. that that's why Arbalest is really good. Because I think that knocks the shield off, right? Yeah, it it does. Because yeah. there's match match game is on. Match game, and yep. there's wizards have soul, uh, void shields. Acolytes have void shields. Um, captains have solar shields. Centurions have arc shield. All kinds of shields mm. all through it. So hard light, borealis. Arbalest. I used Arbalest, so I was able to do it solo. Didn't do yeah, it I'm, I'm take... flawlessly. But, um, quick tip, by the way, when you're doing the first part, when you're in the, um, dam part, when you're killing the three emissaries, whatever order you kill them in, that's the order they are in the part where you have to survive. Personally, really? the best way to do it is centurions, captains, wizards. Wizards are really easy to deal with as opposed to the Centurions because the Centurions' little Axion darts, if two of them hit you, you die. So you want to kill the Centurion first? Yeah, you would kill the, you would kill the Centurion first because in the part where you have to survive underneath yeah. the, uh, where the, like, a Shadow Strike is, um, yeah, you want to do... I did Centurions for... First time I did it, or first time I tried by myself, I did Captains, Centurions... Wizards and 
that sucked because there was on the second and third wave of the survive part in the reservoir you the second guy will be an orange bar and there'll be one champion and the third one will be two yellow bars of whatever it is and two champions the wizards are really easy because their attacks aren't really that long range well so you could take arbalest and like posterity like and that's, that's literally probably, that was my loadout that was my loadout yeah. was arbalest prosperity and then commemoration so then i had void and void arc and then you can knock the shield off with the arbalest arbalest yeah because what i would do is i would when you're in the the reservoir there's an area if when you first hop down there's a beam on the far left hand side that has like this really high up there's a beam and then two little platforms i basically lived up there and just sniped everything and would hop down for ammo go back up snipe everything with arbalest take their shields off and i will have to try that next time i'm in there then that's what i did and it worked really really well nice yeah and and for your trouble of doing all of that you can earn the catalyst and you can get mm -hmm. random rolls on your shiny hawk moon and not only that but you also can purchase a new long-sleeved shirt on the bungee store the Not shirt actually looks really cool, actually. Yeah. I'm a little tempted by it. See, like, I'm tempted, but it's a long sleeve and I'm in Florida, so, uh Yeah, maybe. I don't we'll really see. like long sleeve shirts, so I'm like... Yeah. I like they made, like, shirt. a... Kind of like with the Stasis shirt, how they made, like, the Stasis, like, there's a tank top or a t-shirt. Like, can they do, like, a long sleeve and a normal sleeve version? Maybe? Please, Bungie? No? <laughs> Maybe. Wishful Hopefully. thinking? We'll Wishful see. Wishful thinking, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> and Guardians, we have seasonal changes that are coming next season and into year four of Destiny 2. And here's a look at what is sticking around from Season of the Hunt. Of course, Bungie did mention that They wanted to maintain weapons for a longer period of time, so it doesn't feel like there's that fear of missing out when you're playing the game. So to address that, certain changes will be taking place in Destiny, starting with Season 13. Story missions will be available to be launched from a node in the Director, I think that's a great addition to the game. I enjoy playing through story missions, and I think they can do more with them, like heroic story missions and ascendant shards being given for them. But I digress. That That's a lot of things that I want. That was yesteryear. But, <laughs> I remember that. Right. But, uh, yeah, so that's one change. The Wrathborn Hunts, are going to be available all through this coming year of Destiny content. Um, The Adored Guest will continue to be available. Pro's Vendor Screen will be available on the Tangled Shore. 
Hawk Moon Exotic Quest and Master Activity will be available through Year 4. Seasonal Seal and Warden Title will be obtainable through the duration of Year 4 of Destiny 2. Seasonal Seals must still be earned by the deadline on the Bungie Rewards page. So make sure to check that to make sure that you stay within that deadline to get your reward so you don't miss out. Um, due to an issue blocking the Triumph, we will be adjusting this deadline. Okay. So we'll have to keep everyone updated on that. And there are certain things that will not be available at the end of this season including the crow's bounties messages from the field seasonal artifacts and season pass now it's funny because when i read that the season pass is going away i thought are they completely doing away with the season pass model but then i realized you know, <laughs> like the current season is ending um but i can totally picture them being like yeah, so we tried this thing with the seasonal ladder and it just didn't work. It kind of reminded everybody of that other game that everybody's playing and we're just going to put it on the chopping board and try something different. But maybe that'll happen one day. We'll see. <laughs> so these are some of the changes that are coming to seasons in Destiny 2. What do you all think of these changes? Do you think these are all welcoming changes to help alleviate some of the FOMO in the game? Yeah, I think I think so. I'm just, uh, I don't know. As long as they put it in, like, the background and, like, have the current seasonal stuff take, like, the main focus, I don't really care too much. I mean, it's a little... Breaks the immersion a little bit because you know crowds are going to be in two spots, but eh, I'll just say one of them's a a uh, vex copy or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they said they were doing that before. Like they, you know, they yeah. went. Um, also, just you know, they you know the to cure the FOMO. Basically, they wanted these you know these activities and things to stick around for the whole year. Luke Smith said that they, you know, that was what they were trying to do. And uh, yeah, this is them making good on it, basically. So the next thing that we have, we have some more changes coming to Umbral Engrams. They are coming back after a little bit of a hiatus. And the way that will work is as follows. They will be similar to Season of the Arrivals with Umbral Engrams, which will drop from completing a variety of content. Bungie has paired back a number of activities that will drop Umbral Engrams from a variety of different sources, including Patrols, Strikes, Crucible, Gambit, The Ordeal, Public events, blind well, nightmare hunts, exo challenges, empire hunts, and new seasonal activities. I didn't realize there was that many things in the game. That's crazy. <laughs> so many things. Now there's a note. 
Umbral and Grams also have a chance to drop from defeating enemies anywhere in the game. So even if you're not grinding the list of activities that I mentioned, you will still have a chance at earning Umbral and Grams. Another note, you may notice fewer Umbral and Grams dropping than you had in the past. It was fun for them to drop like rain down on players in Season 11, but all good things must come to an end. But we have some more good news. Prismatic Recaster is coming back, so you can have an easier time at customizing the weapons and the armor and the things that you ultimately get from these Umbral Engrams. No more um, forges to get him. Oh, get no hard. more forges. No. <laughs> so I think it's a good quality of life change. I mean, it it alleviates and fixes some of the problems that we had with sunsetting, where it's like you can kind of get that god roll back and it's not as challenging. And I think that was probably part of the reasoning for adding in the prismatic recaster but i do think that it was a fun feature in the game when they took it out and you know i think it's a welcoming change just as a quality of life update yeah it's cool to have i mean it gives you a targeted farm basically gives you know you can you can focus that engram to get you know the loot you're trying to get from it you know that's so it's cool you know it gives you gives you a choice you know so i mean people like having choices they like having targeted farms you know everybody has their little meta game that they play with destiny so (laughs) makes sense yeah and they did also mention that once you have used your prismatic recaster to focus your engram you will need to take the engram to the umbral decoder to claim your new reward season of the hunt wraithborn rewards will not be featured on the prismatic recaster in season 13 uh, because players can still use the wraithborn lure to chase a specific weapon or role in addition to this bungie is introducing something called a prismatic lens. They have a new way to unlock different focusing options for your umbral engrams through the new reward system called prismatic lenses. A prismatic lens will unlock new focusing options so you can either target a specific set of gear or a specific set of armor stats. That's pretty interesting. Um, you will be able to earn prismatic lenses by doing a variety of activities in the game that you can track your progress to, unlocking lenses at the prismatic recaster. Interesting. So they're not really fully giving away what this will be and how this will function, but it will give us more options to customize our boss-killing machine 
And uh, I think that's that's a welcoming change. I, I like this. What do you all think? It's another thing to add to the economy. <laughs> in the game. Much, another, yeah, it's another, yeah. As long yep. as it lets us get like new roles and stuff, I am fine with it. Yeah, I mean they they try to find new and interesting ways to spice and things up, you know. And so they, it it makes sense that they'll add another you know thing to help you focus to get you know the thing you're trying to get. I guess so. You know they're they're trying to find ways to innovate some of the things they've had before in the game, you know. So yeah, that's cool. Hopefully it you know works as it, uh, they intend it to. So. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, and uh the last thing that Bungie talked about was gilded titles. And this is something completely new to Destiny. And essentially Bungie is going to be changing how the system works with their titles. And this specifically relates to the Unbroken title the Dredgen title, the Flawless title, and the Conqueror title. Currently, and in previous seasons, the way that this worked was every season, you would essentially need to regrind to get your title. And they are changing things with the way that the system works. So if you are looking to get the title that's updated with the new season, you only have to do a specific set of activities, kind of like a quest line. So that's one thing they're changing. Um, the other thing is they will allow players to show off their engagement with the core rituals with season from going from season to season you will preserve the value of earning the base title. Um, and the goal of this is to decrease the amount of grind that's required from going from one season to another to earn all of the titles that you're chasing. Uh, this will be starting in season 13. And if you have completed the seal for any of the core ritual titles, like the Unbroken, Dredgen, Flawless, or Conqueror, you will have a series of additional objectives that will give you that seasonal title that's going to be updating with each season. So it's an interesting change. Um, I think that ultimately it lessens the grind and it will make it more interesting you know to not have to go through as much to get the title so i might but i was never really big on chasing after titles in the game so it's not something that will majorly impact my gameplay per se what do you all think it's um, like a it's like achievements, right? Like it's furthering yes. achievements, your achievements, basically. Mm -hmm. I mean, and there and some people really do cherish their titles. Mm -hmm. They they really mm -hmm. go Myself for included. it. They it's something, you know, they can, you know, they're playing the game, they might as well get rewarded for playing the game, you know. They feel like 
loot itself isn't enough you know like something like this is you know something they enjoy doing i don't see a problem with it i i think it's cool uh i i'm trying to think like hmm have it, did they do anything like this in halo or is it was it I'm more not, just i don't think so straightforward just like you get this to this level I of mean, experience in a way, in but that was more of a ladder that you climbed and as you got more xp when you played that specific activity you ranked up your ladder you got a new title for example lieutenant or lieutenant grade five or whatever that's how halo reach functioned mm-hmm. with their yeah. system yeah I, so i mean it's cool yeah i mean it gives it lets people show off their accomplishments right I yeah. mean, yeah, gives you more reason to play the game. And, you know, I think that it's all, you know, for making the game a more complete experience. So I think it's all positive. Yeah, I would like them to do this to bounties next. Not I would like them to because I think bounties sometimes are too. I think I bounties need to go away. I think there needs to be something completely new and different and exciting and unique that incentivizes. Yeah our gameplay like i think bounties have existed in the game for such a long time and if there's one thing that they can completely just get rid of and try something new and different and cool and unique i think that's they have an opportunity yeah going back to the whole gilded titles things as someone who has pretty much every single title in the game except for flawless and descendant I don't have Descendant because of the rocket launcher. Lady Lucida, you're hardcore. You have I Unbroken, am... too? Yep, I have Unbroken. Wow. My girlfriend helped me that with that. Nice. Good. She's very nice. She's very good at PvP, and she scares me all the time. Well, maybe she can help me out, because I need help. <laughs> I quit Yeah, she's, she scares me. She scares she, No, I, I literally was like, last the season before this, I was like, I am doing this because I saw Stasis in the trails. Like, that's going to make PvP awful. That's going to make it terrible. I hate it. No. It's going to make like, it broken instead of exactly. unbroken. <laughs> instead of bro- it's going to make it broken instead of unbroken. So I, uh, my girlfriend and I, we went through comp and me and one of my other friends, we got through and we did it. It was really painful because the previous season I almost had unbroken. And I was one win away. We choked. And then I went on a massive losing streak after that. It was oh, no. But it's all right, yeah. we, we recovered, we recovered, we got it. And then I did it last season because, you know, we had, with uh, Beyond Light being pushed back, I was able, I, there was more time. And I was like, oh, okay, let's, let's do it. So I and did that's, it. And, yeah, I did this, I didn't get the Unbroken, but I d- did finally get my get um, Not Legend. Forgotten. Yeah. You know, I mean, so, and then just to have them sell it in the kiosk, like, yeah. <laughs> the next season. <laughs> so, like, which yeah. was like two days later. <laughs> two, oh. It, it was Ouch. like a, yeah, it was like a week later. Yeah. Ouch. It was like a, yeah. Ouch. But that's so okay. yeah, I, I think the whole, the Gilding Titles is cool for the more hardcore people like me. Not that I'm like super hardcore, like, there's varying levels of hardcore. Like, there's Goliath. She's pretty level. hardcore. No, I'm Until not. Shut up. Shut up, I'm not. I mean, I think it's cool because, like, they're, like, 
I mean, it is for the core activities, obviously. I mean, you can't really do it for the raids. So, I get that. Yeah, raids are I'm not more, hardcore I'm more enough. of a raider, but it's also kind of hard. I feel like, especially with Deepstone Crypt, I feel like they took two steps forward and one step back. Because, you know, all of the previous seals, like Crown and Scourge of the Past, for those um, seals, for the Raid Seal, and for Garden. It was, no, it was Garden and Crown. Sorry. Garden and Crown, you did not need the exotic for the seal. But now you do for this one. And it's pissing. It's, I'm, I'm actually like, kind of upset because it's not my fault that I'm unlucky and haven't gotten the Raid Exotic when I've done the Raid every week since the week one. Yep. And it's, it's like, I'm being RNG punished. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. being punished for... Because the only reason I care about the pin, the seals is for the pins that they sell in the budgie store. Like, just playing my pins. That's the only reason why I care about them. And I also like having different titles for my characters. And I also like flexing on people sometimes if they say I don't know what I'm doing. I just equip the title for the raid, and I'm like, oh, really? I don't know what I'm doing. Are you sure about that? Are you sure? I had that happen once, or some guy was in a raid, and some guy was like, uh, I don't, Lady Lizita, you don't know, uh, you, you don't, I don't think you know what you're doing. And I'm like, really? Really? Are, are, are you sure about that? Hold, hold, hold on. Let me, let me grab something. Equips raid title. Equips raid emblem with, like, 50-plus clays. Yeah, I, I, I clearly don't know what I'm talking about. Clearly, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I I I don't I kind of use that to flex. I'm like a low key flex. I don't like flexing, but it's always nice to, to serve it serve it up though. Yeah, if, if someone's like, like to you highlight know your achievements. Yes, <laughs> yes, I I do. Yeah, I think it would be cool if they eventually silence do. a hater. <laughs> yes, I like. I think they could expand on the guilt the gilding of like doing chronicler for example, but Chronicle is kind of a tricky one because you can't get the old lore anymore for some of the stuff. Mm. Technically, I guess. I don't know. I'd have to I'd have to go through and look at the at the seal again. It's been a very long time. But I think something like that would be cool. Like, you know, get the seasonal lore, like lore of the season. Like in this case it's like the Hawk Moon and the the war the Cryptolith and that kind of stuff. I think because they did say they were open to feedback of what kind of gilded titles there should be. As as someone who likes the lore, I think a gilded collector one would be super cool. It just means you collect things and you have no life. And Bungie like wants your feedback, so go. They do. Tweet. They do. And I'll tweet. Go on at them Reddit and, like, and hey, every yo, place you Bungo. can find Bungie. Yes, Reddit. Let them they know. have their forums and stuff. I'll just be on their forum and say, "Hey, I got feedback." I like yeah. I like I really like the idea of a gilded title because it shows like your dedication to a particular activity, whether it's strikes, crucible, gambit, trials. That's really the the, the core activities. Wouldn't it be I, cool though if they were to like innovate further on this, like to have titles you could like hang up in the tower and stuff, yeah. like have like a. I think I think you know, eventually I think it'd be cool if they eventually kind of like in Monster Hunter. I know, I think, Monster Hunter, you have, like, your apartment, I think. Yeah. Where you can, like, show off your... I think Like your quarters, cool. yeah. Yeah. Like a quarters. Because technically speaking, even though a lot of people are like, oh, we're technically zombies, we're kind of not. We're 
people. We're just we're because I would I would do with that more if it's like I had yeah. you know I can manifest those achievements in the game. Like I could actually yeah. have them hanging up and that I would can be really see them. cool if they had another idea that some people have thought of is like if you get a C a title it gets like an exclusive emblem or sh- yeah. emblem shader and like that kind of like more cosmetic stuff. So then like like for example a warden themed one might be like you know like a cryptolith themed ship or so, something like i know so i'm just making something up but something like that that's all like cryptolith ive zivorath themed stuff i think i think for certain titles that are really difficult to get and really like challenging and something that will really highlight your achievements they should create this like glow effect around Ooh, your like guardian kind of like an and they can make kind that like, like a aura? permanent thing like Ooh, kind of like yeah. the flaming skull in Halo Reach, yeah. right? Create something cool like that and make a select yeah. number of these things that are only made available for people who like achieve multiple titles or, or something like that. Do yeah, something really, cool. really impressive Crazy. in the game. Yeah, you go to your, you have your achievements and your quarters, and then you go there and you can activate one of them, and then you have that glow on you and everything yeah i that think be, that would be really cool something like that but I don't that would know. be it that would be, be like awesome and i would be more like incentivized to do it i would be more motivated to do something yeah. to do that and something else i think that could be cool is let's say you one of your guns got sunset for example like my chattering bone it'd be cool if i could turn like not necessarily just turn it into but basically hang it up in my apartment so to speak as that would be like yeah a la, a la tribute cool. hall style i would like, like oh. that yeah and it would show like the number of ki- like the stats with it like oh this is the number of kills you've got this is like you first got it on x day it would have like a little plaque underneath it yeah, yeah how many kills you got that's, and... that's that's the word i was like the the thing the thing the thing you know the thing yeah i'm good with words i swear <laughs> but no i definitely think they should um i guess Instead of, like, with sunsetting, how they're, like, not respecting the player's time, I think they need to do kind of the opposite, like, sh- like ach- more achievement-style things for... And you could hang, like, a selected few of them, you know, like, yeah. ones that you're the most proud of. Like, yeah, like, I, could... would, I would put my Chattering Bone, probably my Fallen Guillotine, and then f- probably... What's another? I really like the uh, my trusty, like, oh, man. And my probably yeah. my my hammerhead. Because starting next them. season, I once I master work or get that adept shadow price, that's gonna be my baby. Like I'm oh. telling you, I'm gonna be using that everywhere, and I'm gonna get like the most kills with that. And that's the gun I would wanna once it sunsets. Yeah. Would I would I would wanna like hang Display. up? Display. Yeah. Like I think I think because if they do, because a lot of people are like attached to these guns. Like I've used like my chattering bone for so long, so it's like it feels like they're ripping it out of my hands it's like no give it back it's my baby and guardian speaking of things to display bungie has something for the guardians they have a guardian giveaway that's being hosted by the bungie store and if you go on their twitter at bungie store you can win some really cool loot you can get a signed collector's edition by Bungie's very own Pete 
Parsons. Pete Not just Pete Parsons, Parsons. Jason Jones. Jason Jones. Jones and Pete Parsons will breathe on and sign that <laughs> collector's edition. I haven't seen Jason Jones's name in a while. So I, cause I was kind of worried. Is he still with the destiny franchise? Is he still with Bungie? Apparently he is like, so, cause his name is there. So that's good. That's a good thing. I mean, even Bungie security will sign that collector's edition. So if you don't have the collector's edition for beyond light, you can get that and some sweet loot, including a mask, some uh, a water flask, and you can get some uh, plastic. The engram string lights. No. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, they're engram. Oh. I have them. They're so cute. They're like okay. Like they're like they sell them know, on the store. Like, yeah, they do. They just got them in, and I bought them. They're oh, so cute. I love them. Nice. It's are like, they LED um, or are they? Yeah, yeah, they're LED, but it's like the it's like um. Oh, they I play Christmas run. lights, but the engrams are kind of like over the lights, like a little. Oh, I kind of want that. Those are so cool. Yeah, I have mine. I'm gonna probably have to get a second one because it's not long enough. It's only, I think, two meters is what it's in the box. And I love the box. I love the box art. It's like Festival of the Lost themed. Yeah, they have a Destiny at Home bundle on the uh, store right now. Um, Does it say on here how long this is? Yeah, the engram string lights um, yes. with the flask or the water bottle and the and the mask. Yeah, I just okay. bought the um, the engram string lights and the mask. I didn't necessarily That's... need the flask. How long is this? Is the strand of lights? It should say in the description. It doesn't say on the box. At least not that I'm. Twelve. Oh, two point one meters. It's another box. Six, oh, six point eight feet. Okay, so not yeah. very long, but yeah. So I'm I'm probably gonna buy. I have to buy a second one because I wanted to hang them over on my bookshelf, and I don't think, I think that's more than six feet. Twenty four ninety nine for one box of them. Yeah, bungees, but they're they're really like nice quality though. They look cool. Yeah, I I kind of want it. <laughs> I, I can I can post a picture in the chat of what they look like when they're all lit up because. They're super cute. Yeah, they that are. is pretty cool. I love okay. them. Because I've been, I've assumed a green engram. That's one I haven't seen in a long time. I know. I was like, green? <laughs> Those exist? What? <laughs> yeah, because like Jeez. whenever they would show the tower and they would show like the engram string lights, I'm like, Bungie should make those and sell them. And I kept saying that for years. And now that they're finally here, I'm like, yes, fine. Yeah, yeah, and you can pick those up bungie.net or bungiestore.com. And then if you want to enter, if you're feeling lucky, you think you can win the Guardian giveaway, go on to Twitter and you can enter at Bungie Store on Twitter. And a few public service announcements. We have a triumph called the warden title it is leaving with the next season um they are going to be making some adjustments to the deadlines so because of some known issues make sure to check those deadlines bungie.net to make sure that you 
don't miss out on getting the reward. Also, nine years ago, the Halo franchise was started. And Halo.Bungie.net was brought to life. And on February 9th, Bungie made an announcement that Halo.Bungie.net website will be taken offline and all of the files and our stats will be deleted forever. So just a quick note that on that sad news, but uh I gotta yeah. look at my Halo 3 and Halo Reach like achievements on there. Um just for a little trip down memory lane. Yeah. That's that's pretty sad. I kind of wish that 343 Studios would kind of find a way to capture everybody's data and preserve it. But yeah, I understand. It's been a long run. Mm-hmm. So that is the Bungie Weekly Update. We did get a Movies of the Week and an Artist of the Week. Congratulations to both groups that were selected with this week's Bungie Weekly Update. The Art of the Week is called The Wrath of Banshee and Letter 8. So congratulations to both artists. Um, and Movies of the Week is called Thunder and Salvation Suit. Is it Salvation Suit or Salvation Suite? A second one. Salvation Suite. Salvation Suite. So congratulations and make sure to check those out on Bungie.net. And Guardians, we have come to that time. We do have a tradition on the show. Before we wrap things up, we rate the weekly update in the form of spicy tuna rolls. And in traditional form, we will do so. And Cobb, do you want to kick things off as our guest and give us your thoughts? What would you rate this week's Bungie Weekly Update between one and five spicy tuna rolls? Um, do you do halves or do they have to be holes? We can do halves. Yeah, You can do halves. We do halves. Pretty thinking a, it's a good solid three point five, maybe maybe a four. Okay. I don't know. Three point maybe yeah. Joe's little repost in there, you know, kicked it up to a nice little four. I don't know. They're always good. I thought the videos and the art was really amazing. So awesome. Mm-hmm. And Lady Lucida, what do you what do you say? What would you give this mm. week's Bungie Weekly update? Probably a four out of five because I liked the whole seal thing. I thought the seal thing was really nice. Bringing back the umbral engrams was nice. I'm explaining how with the how crow is gonna work with him, you know, being in uh, at redacted cough cough the tower, and also being in the shore. How that's gonna work? I th- I think it was a very nice twelb, in my opinion. So four out of five. All right, four out of five for Lady Lucida. Shadow Price, what would you say? Um, 
Yeah, I guess I could say I hmm, I'm not so big on titles. I mean, I I think it's cool for people though who can get it. Again, I really like our idea, me and Lady Lucidas, about the having a quarters and be able to you know hang show these things up, kind of show thing, it off, yeah. like yeah. Um, but their head's in the right place. Maybe they'll eventually get there at one point, you know. And it's nice that the Umble, the uh, Prismatic Recaster is coming back. You know the Umbrella Grams, so yeah, okay, I'll give it a four. Solid weekly update. Okay, four out of five from Shadow Price, and hmm, I don't know. This one's kind of tough because, like, it's it's not terrible. It could be worse, but. I don't know. I wish there was a little bit more in this update. Um, I think it's cool that Prismatic Recaster is coming back. Um, I don't know if that alone will make any meaningful change with the current state of the game and the rewards. So I don't know about that. The Umbral Engrams, I mean, that's cool that that's coming back. But there wasn't a whole lot. Like, I would probably say 3.5 spicy tuna rolls. It wasn't the worst. It was just okay. Like, you know, you can't always get the updates that are, like, really, really mind-blowing. And I get that. Um, But I think this was an okay update for me. I don't really care so much about titles. So that change didn't really impact me a whole lot um i do think that the seasonal changes that they're making with extending your essentially deadline to acquire a specific weapon i think that's good that's a positive change but i think partially that's a response to them not having enough rewards in the game so taking something out rather than leaving it in the game for people to be able to acquire I think that seems kind of like a no-brainer. So this update to me feels like a little bit more of course correcting from not having enough new rewards. And, you know, ultimately you can have Umbral Engrams in the game, but if you're still getting the same weapons that you've been getting, and even worse off, if these are weapons that you have acquired before, that were sunset and that was a god roll and now you have to go and try to acquire it again like this to me feels like kind of a way to try to fix that but it's a temporary fix at that so i'm going to give it a 3.5 out of 5 spicy tuna rolls for this week so guardians wow thank you so so much for joining us for a special late night episode of the Destiny Show podcast. Cobb, thank you so much for joining us tonight. It was such yeah. a pleasure to podcast with you and to get to know you. Yeah, and you. Uh, yeah. it was such a pleasure and such an honor to finally get to hang out and to learn about your Destiny journey. So thank you for joining yeah. us. Yes, thank you for having me. I, I appreciate it. I appreciate all of you. Thank you. Yeah, no, thank you. And where can our audience learn more about you and what you do in the Destiny community? Um, if 
you want to see most of my artwork, uh, that would be on my Instagram. Um, everything in the social world is at Cobb1Art, K-O-B-O-N-E-A-R-T. Um, I have a link on my Instagram that links to Linktree, which has all my links, um, my art, my graffiti art, my music background, all that good stuff, my YouTube channel with time, time-lapsed art on it. So, yeah, um, Cobb One Art everywhere. And I appreciate you guys. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank and you. Lady Lucida, where can we learn more about you? And, and thank you also for coming back and joining us tonight. Yeah, no problem. No problem. I had fun. Great. Um, I'm on Twitter and Instagram. And I think that's it. Yeah, that's all I can think of off the top of my head. And same name, uh, Lady Lucida with Lucida spelled L-U-C-I-D-A. And I don't like post a lot on Twitter. I need to like post more, but I'm just like so awkward sometimes. I'm just like, well, I don't think people would want to hear me write like 20 paragraph tweet thread on Hive Rooms. Like, no, it's crazy. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't really know what I'm doing with my life. When it comes to, like, content creating. Because, like, I like teaching people stuff. I like explaining the lore. But I don't really know what to do with that. It's kind of in a box. And I'm like, I don't know what to do with this box. But yes. Lady Lucida. That's me on Twitter. And Twitch. And Instagram. Make videos. Awesome. I would watch it. Oh, everyone tells me to, like, oh, be a YouTuber. And I'm like, but... We have people who already do that really well, like Bife, and so I'm just like, I don't want to like step on his toes. Uh, I I don't think you're gonna step on his toes by making. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, don't I think just, you'd I, step just on toes. I, <laughs> I don't know. I just don't want. There are like, other lore this... masters than just Bife. You know, they, you got I know. Got I know. I just this. I feel. And you can consider feel... yourself a lore master, right? Well, yeah, I guess I can. Yeah. <laughs> the more you know. There we go. It's solved. So, Shadow Price, where can we learn more about you and what you do? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at ShadowPrice79. I don't tweet very much either, but I, I like and retweet a lot of things. So, um, And also here on the Destiny Show podcast. Thank you for having me. All right. And Guardians, you can find the Destiny Show podcast on every major platform. We're on Apple Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, Google Play, Amazon Podcasts, and everywhere that you listen to podcasts. If you like the show, please leave a review. It really does make a huge difference. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at The Destiny Show. We tweet out occasionally from that account. I also have my personal Twitter account at OMG Cornholio. I retweet my podcast tweets occasionally and stuff occasionally. like that so <laughs> that happens on occasion um other than that you can find us online at destinyshow.com and guardians we will be back next week with another special guest on the show we have some really exciting couple months ahead of us so i'm really really excited about that so thank you so much for joining us tonight and it has been a blast hanging out with you all tonight. Happy Thursday. Enjoy the grind and destiny. And I hope you all get some awesome loot. 
and I hope you have a great, great night. Good night, everyone. Bye-bye. Toodles. Later. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options. In stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.